and welcome to this very special episode of Bleeding Green, Bears, Burgers, and Bearcat Football. I'm your host, Matt Daniel, and and when I say very special episode, it is, quite frankly, it's really special to me. And so this is obviously a really long episode. It's it's a watch-along episode. I've, I've talked a little bit about what that is, what that entails, and I'll explain a little bit more here shortly. But basically, I've shared the link with the 2009 championship game, and it's it's kind of like... I mean, you can consider it a watch-along or, or almost like a director's commentary for a movie, except we've got the coach of the winning football team in the 2009 championship game, which happens to be Coach Mel Churchma, and we're going to talk about the game as it's playing. So you'll watch it along on, on a different device. This is just audio. There's, there's no video here. I know there's a lot of different ways I could have done this. But first, let me talk about kind of the, the journey my journey this past year on this podcast and kind of how how this idea came about and how I kind of made it happen. So there's some big some big steps in the process of of bleeding green becoming what it has been on I believe this is the 42nd full episode of uh, 41st or 42nd full full episode of the podcast and you know it it started as an idea right the first few episodes maybe aren't to the uh the, the standard I think that I've set with, with quality of production and things because they were recorded on a $9.99 headset I bought off Amazon and off my smartphone. I had no other recording equipment from that other than that. They were recorded through an app, and uh, it, it worked. It was, you know, again, the, the first few episodes, I didn't have any idea what this was going to be or if anyone was even going to listen or want to listen or enjoy it. I thought, I thought they might, but I didn't know. And so, quite frankly, my lovely wife, who's, who was basically her idea, and, and definitely her, uh, her shove <laughs> into this that kind of started, um, you know, started bleeding green, quite frankly, was uh, after that, a big step was buying professional equipment, buying a, a board and a computer and, and the microphones and, and everything that I have now, the ability to be able to record phone calls from my phone. It's, uh, you know, and, and do it all using things that I was familiar with from my radio days. And there was a, a decent investment into that. Um, you know, I think it's, I think this is probably still a cheaper hobby than golf. <laughs> At least that's what I tell my wife. So, uh, um, but, but that was a big step, quite honestly. Um, you know, and it, it was a big step for me to get that equipment before just a few episodes in before the season started. It, w it was a big, um, you know, it, it was a big thing to end the season. That was my original goal. I just wanted to get through the season. We'll see what happens. And then I had this idea for what is, you know, kind of morphed into these off-season episodes, these kind of long-form chats. I don't know. I think they're more informal than an interview. Call them an interview if you want. And, you know, I had the big three. That I, that I wanted to start with, that I wanted to get. Chris Grison, Xavier Oman, Dave Tollefson, got all those. That was, that was really big. That was a really big step in, in, the, in the journey of this podcast. The other thing was, with my equipment, I was not recording from my house. <laughs> I had to go to my in-laws to actually record. We didn't have a place for me to do it. We had a very small house. And over the course of the last year we've moved, I now built myself a home office, which basically doubles as my recording studio. But if you come in here, it doesn't look like an home office. It's Bearcat stuff everywhere and some, some turf from when they redid the field. Um, 
you know, on the wall. I've, I've posted some some pictures and different things, but not nothing complete. It's not quite complete yet. It's still it's still a work in progress. And so once once I'm happy with it, which I don't know may never happen, but at some point I would love to be able to share pictures on social media and so, so have you see my recording studio essentially where I'm at now. You know, that that was something quite frankly when I was in radio because you know my degree is in broadcasting from Northwest. I worked in radio for a number of years. I haven't for a long time. But that was something I always wanted for my for my own house. I always wanted my own recording studio. I thought it'd be really cool to do maybe some voiceover work, things like that. And so I have that. So I mean that without this podcast, that doesn't happen. Um, you know, obviously, you know, so many of, of the other things, the people I've gotten to talk to, obviously coach Churchma has been spectacular. He didn't know me from Adam in, until a year ago. And, uh, he has pretty much been game for everything, including this crazy idea that is this episode is this watch along episode. And, uh, you know, obviously having my son Eli on is a really big deal to me. He loves the Bearcats almost as much as I do. It's close. But uh, and he has a lot of fun. That, that's something else that's really special to me. And I, I get to share all of this with you. And so that's why, you know, from time to time, when, when I really say thank you, thank you for coming on this journey with me, because this last year, year plus now, 13 months or so has been unbelievable. And it's been more than anything I could possibly imagine. One of the things I did imagine and did have an idea for was this episode. This comes from a, an old wrestling podcast I used to listen to. And they would watch old pay-per-views, and they had someone who kind of worked behind the scenes in the old WWF at the time, and so could you know kind of give some insider in, in, inside stories, and they called them just watch-along episodes. There was no video. You basically queue up the, the pay-per-view and, uh, you know, WDB Network or wherever you get it from, and, uh, and then basically watch it along with them their part is just audio, exactly what I'm doing here. And I thought, wow, that would be the most amazing thing to do. I, I want to do it. The game I want to do is the 2009 national championship game. And I want to do it with coach T and here we are. I mean, this, this, uh, um, yeah, I'll be honest. It's, it's kind of an, kind of a weird concept and idea. Not everybody gets it. And so that's why I'm kind of going into so much detail here explaining this. I mean, if, if you look at it like a director's commentary in a movie, that's essentially what this is. You will queue it up on your own, on your smart TV, on your on your laptop, on your tablet, whatever. I'm providing the link. And then, you know, here we'll take a time out here shortly. Afterward, Coach T and I will come back on. I will cue you to hit play. And then we'll all essentially watch the game together. You don't have to do that. But boy, it adds so much more because we're going to be talking about things as they happen during the game. So even if you don't through the initial playthrough, I, I would really encourage you to go back and listen again if, if you are going to listen without, without watching the game and, and watch the game along with us. But this, this is a really important step for me. You know, if, if you enjoy this thing, 10% of what I do and, and what I did being able to record this and put this together, I think it has the potential to be the, the best, the best and most popular episode of Bleeding Green so far. And I'm really excited. I there got to be a point where I didn't think it was going to happen this season. It this all kind of came together 
quite recently, to be honest with you. And I am just absolutely thrilled and excited. And if you can't tell that, I don't know what else to tell you. So, uh, so anyway, again, kind of in summary, I've shared the link in, in the description of the podcast on, on social media and everything. It's the Bearcat TD, like touchdown, Bearcat TD YouTube channel run by Dr. Emil up at Northwest. Does a great job, by the way. I talked to him about this, mm, maybe the Nebraska Kearney game last year. It was, it was sometime in the middle of the season. Again, this idea has been rattling around in my head for a while, and he was cool with it. So um, so I have his blessing to, to share that. And, and there's so many other great games. This, this isn't the first time I brought up that YouTube channel because there's a lot of really great games that you can go back and watch. All, all of the national championship wins, I think all of the semifinals, um, semifinal wins are on there and then a few other great games a lot of recent basketball stuff there's some maryville spoof hound stuff it's, it's, a, it's a great follow if you're not subscribed to that youtube channel you should definitely do that because there's a lot of really great content and that's exactly where we'll all be watching along um watching along this game from so so we'll come back i'll cue you and uh, and then we'll all hit play and watch it together i'm really excited i hope you enjoy Let's take a timeout. We'll be right back with Coach T here on Bleeding Green. Hey, this is former Bearcat Utility Knife Jordan Grove, and you are listening to Bleeding Green with Matt Daniel. Go Cats. And welcome back here on Bleeding Green. Very pleased to be joined by Coach Mel Churchma. And and uh, Coach, thanks so much for coming on. This is this is something new. <laughs> We're gonna gonna try this out and see how it goes. And and uh, I appreciate you coming on as always, making time for me and and uh, talking about this 2009 championship game. Yeah, we can be a trailblazer here and uh, see how it works. So <laughs> right. I'm I'm looking forward to it, Matt. Thank you. Well, I, I kind of stole this idea from a different podcast I used to listen to. They didn't talk about football. They talked about something else, but they did something similar. So we're going to kind of, uh, um, you know, see how it goes and, and talk about the, the 09 team and, and everything. Of course, you know, as we go through this, there'll be some highs and some lows and some some uh, everything else. But I think there's there's lots of good stuff to talk about. And boy, a, gr- a great game to talk about as well. Well, that's right. We finally, uh, finally broke the streak there, and uh, you know it looked looked like early on it looked like it was going to be easy, and then it got real difficult uh, right before half or started to turn it just before the half. And so, uh, uh, but you know, uh, that's what you expect when you play Grand Valley. They had a great, great program, and uh, you know, you just knew that uh, you weren't going to continue to dominate them like we did early on in the game. Oh, sure, sure. Well, let's do this thing. I'm just going to give a countdown and then the the folks listening and then you and I will all hit play at the same time. And I'll just count down from five. And when I say play, we'll hit play and then we'll we'll start this thing. If uh, if if you're all ready to roll with that. I'm ready. All right. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one and play. All right, and I've, of course, shared the link in, in the description of this podcast. Folks can find on the Bearcat TD uh, YouTube page as well. But uh, we're just going to kind of, we're going we're gonna to leave this thing rolling, talking about some different things as they kind of intro the, the two teams here. One of the things that, that I, I wanted to talk about first was this 2009 team and kind of what, what was different about them because they were a relatively young team. You know, of course, you'd had the four losses in a row. How was, how was, 
was this team different than, than the previous four teams? Well, um, I think, you know, offensively, I think we, I think we had one starter back one or two. I think Jake Stoy was really the only starter back. Uh, yeah. And Laron played, maybe played a lot. Yeah. And Laron. Yeah. So we, we didn't have many, uh, we didn't have many starters back. Uh, we had, uh, we had a nice mix. We had a couple of transfers in there, uh, on one, you know, and, uh, uh, that, that helped us out. But, uh, the, the thing that, that made me feel so good about this team is that just their, their persistence and, uh, they never let those other four, you know, they were redshirt freshmen when we lost the first one in 05. And I think, uh, guys like Evan Wilmus and, uh, Miles Birdside, Tyler Roach, uh, those guys were all redshirt freshmen, you know, uh, Sean Paddock, uh, they were redshirt freshmen that year when we lost the, in 2005 and, and they just kept, uh, every year they amazed me by keep, you know, they just kept coming back and, uh, uh, you know, that, uh, that says a lot about their character and a lot about their, uh, their will to win. And, you know, they weren't going to be discouraged. And, uh, uh, to me, the greatest thing was, uh, when they finally did win it, uh, I don't know that I've ever had a team that was more joyful than, than they were. Maybe the 98 team was like that because uh, it was our first one. But uh, these guys had seen it all and uh, came through a lot and, you know, uh, really got to celebrate it at the end. And that was uh, for the for those guys who were fifth year seniors. It was really special. Yeah, well, you talk about Sean Paddock. I just had him on and and, uh, and and re-recorded, and that that was a good one to kind of relive. And he kind of talked about you know his feelings through this game, and yeah, just being around you know from from you know all five years making it to the to the title game, including the redshirt year, but of course not winning it until this one. I'm sure it was uh, was uh, really special. I know it was for him and and all of those guys that you talked about, and a lot of great players too of those guys that were the fifth year you know seniors on this team. Yeah, they really were, and uh, they really, uh, they really did a great job uh, of just staying focused. Uh, you know, we lost our first game of the year uh, in 2009, and uh, uh, some inexperience there. The first game hurt us, and uh, but we came back, and we just kept uh, we kept plugging away. We kept getting a little better all the time, and uh, you know, uh, we became we were we were really we were really good on offense between Laron and uh, Blake and. And then Jake Soy, and, and we had, you know, our, um, uh, Nick Rhodes and uh, Abe Quad, uh, you know, as receivers. And so uh, we were really solid uh, all the way through, and we had some depth, uh, and our offensive line was really good. Uh, we didn't know how they were going to be, but they just got better and better each week. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and of course, defensively, uh, those guys were, you know, we were solid on defense. Uh, we had a really good defensive line, uh, you know, with some depth, uh, which is important. We had some depth at linebacker and then, uh, we had a, a real solid secondary, and, uh, and, our, and our special teams were good. So we, we had a little bit of everything. And, uh, you know, uh, if you go, if you go to that, uh, uh that year, uh, you know, the, this game was a big, obviously a big game, but, uh, the quarterfinal game at central Washington is one of the, you know, one of the toughest and best games, I think that in, in Bearcat football history, because uh, central Washington was good. We played out there and we just overcame a lot to win that ball game. And then uh, the semifinals actually was pretty easy uh, at home. Uh, but then to get matched up with uh, 
uh, with Grand Valley. I, I think that Central Washington game really paid dividends in this game, late in this game. Well, yeah, and I mean, they're, they're similar in that there's blocked extra points, you know, in, in both games and the Central Washington game to win it. And really, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that as we get into the third quarter, but I mean, that kind of ends up being the big difference in this game and, and uh, as well and, and pretty much not allowing, um, you know, Grand Valley to, to tie the game, essentially. So that, that is interesting how that, that kind of correlates as well as far as the blocked extra points go. Yeah, that's right. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, but, you know, it's just like I said, I just, uh, these guys, uh, they, they just persevered. Uh, you know, they, whatever they had to do, they got it done. And sometimes it wasn't pretty, but uh, it, it all worked out. And, uh, uh, you know, like I said, I, I probably was as happy for them as any team I've ever, ever coached just because it's what they went through and uh, the disappointments they have that there's nothing. (laughs) I'm not sure there's any, any loss that's tougher than a national championship loss because you get right there. And, you know, after you lose, people say, well, you know, every, you know, 90, 99% of the teams in the country would like to be in that position. And and that's true. But when you're in that position, you don't want to lose, you you know, you're (laughs) all you've got to do is win and you're national champions. And so, uh, uh, for them to uh, to overcome all that and, and win this, it was really special. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you know, you have a guy like Dave Tollefson who said on this podcast that he would trade a Super Bowl ring for that 05 National Championship. So, I mean, that yeah. just tells you how important it is to, to those guys and, of course, you know, you as well. Um, right there in the middle of it. And I know you you were getting grief from your buddies in Maryville joking about the uh, Marv Levy and the Buffalo Bills comparisons and everything. I'm sure I've heard I've heard those stories. So well, I, maybe that, I never got that grief. I, oh. <laughs> I, that might have been out there, but <laughs> I get made, maybe they're afraid they were going to hurt my feelings if they said something. But uh, so, uh, but you know, I mean, it, it's just tough. You know, those are and every one of those games. I think the biggest margin in the four games was seven points. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so those are tough games to lose. And, and, you know, the other thing is normally the Bearcats, we didn't lose close games. We won close games. And so that I think that even made it tougher yet. And uh, a couple of those games, you know, a couple of times we felt like they were games we should have won. Uh, you know, going into it, we felt like we were definitely the favorite. And uh, so that was disappointing, too. But, uh, you know, it's just that's uh, the way uh, the way life goes. And, uh, uh, you know, I think uh, because of that, uh, these players learned a lot of great life lessons, too. And uh, that's important. Well, and as, as we see the game here on the on the second and five that's happening now, what, how did you feel going into this game? I mean, offensively and defensively, how did you feel like you guys matched up against against Grand Valley State? Well, I, you know, we felt pretty good going into the going into the game. Uh, we felt like this was a you know a good matchup for us, and uh, they were coming off uh, they were coming off a uh, a win with. Uh, uh, over Carson Newman, uh, they had played at home, uh, played in the played in the snow, and uh, had handled Carson Newman pretty well. And so, uh, and and like I said, we got we played at home. We had a uh, a beautiful night that I remember it was a night game. We played uh, California Pennsylvania, and uh, you know I think we scored over fifty points in that game. We really had we really had a great game, and it was really a game that really wasn't. Uh, wasn't in doubt so uh so it was uh uh, you know we felt good going into this game 
Well, and, and as as we see the defense here, you know, one of the things, although, you know, Brad Icheck was the was the Grand Valley quarterback for the semifinal game in 07, of course, you know, the AV 98 yard run game. And then, of course, he's the quarterback again in this uh, game from a sophomore, you know, to a, to a senior. He's a three year starter coming into this game. But really, in and they you know, kind of some of the things they did. And, and we see right here on this on this play, they, they ran a lot of screens. And that, and that was something I mean you know, that was, I guess you look at that as kind of an extension of their run game. Cause they were, they weren't a big, um, you know, kind of a, a big play hitch a deep team. They were, they were more, you know, throw screens, run the ball. And that seems to kind of be what they would want to do, but that also seemed to kind of play right into the strength of this defense. Well, it, 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 in some respects it did, uh, you know, uh, I think Grand Valley didn't have a premier running back, uh, this year and uh, uh i think that's why they threw a lot of screens plus we we were we were very good up front we rushed the passer very well and you know that the best way to slow down pass rush is screens and draws and so uh they had a really good plan going in and they they executed really well but uh, you know I, I give our linebackers a lot of credit uh, we had some really good linebackers and they did a, a very good job of reading things and adjusting and and of course uh you know, Coach Boswick uh, made some. He, he was great at making uh, in-game adjustments, and uh, uh, we handled it pretty well. But you're you're right; they really did. They really put a lot of emphasis on the the quick the quick game, the screens, and so on. Yeah, and I think a few weeks before this, they had had a, a starting running back. He might not have been elite, but he was suspended, and so I don't think they had him for the semifinal or this game. Right. And so that, although yeah, that that was it. They were they were uh, they were missing him and. Uh, uh, their their backup running back in the semifinals had had a great game, but we did a great job of shutting him down. But we were we were really good against the run, uh, you know, and uh, we were just good on we were good on defense, uh, you know, on uh, run and pass. And so I, I think that uh, you know, like I said, they felt like the only chance they had was uh, a lot of that quick game and and then screens and draws to to slow down our pass rush. Yeah, well, and you know, you talk about the 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 you know players on this team. Man, that defensive line was so great with Sean Paddock and Tyler Roach, and then then you had Kyle Sunderman and Shane Shade. I think were the were at least four of the guys that, and there were others that kind of got rotated in. And yeah, great. Yeah, those those four guys were really solid, and we you know we we had some we had some good backups in there, and you know Adam Vondrack was you know he was a guy that was almost like a defensive lineman at, at linebacker, uh, so strong and. Uh, uh, you know, he could he could really uh, handle help handle the run game. And, uh, you know, we had uh, we just we just had a, a, a nice mix at linebacker, too. And, uh, you know, we had some smaller linebackers that could run. And then uh, Ike Aramiki, when we bring him in there, uh, you know, he was uh, real quick and real aggressive. Uh, great on on blitz and pass rush and uh, really made some big plays for us so well and he's somebody too that I had kind of starred here to talk about because he was I don't know I mean he, he was kind of a defensive back he was kind of a linebacker he's kind of I don't know a rover I don't know what what the what coach Boswick called his position but he was just kind of all over the place and he flew yeah, around. He, he wasn't a big guy but man he could he could lay the lay a hit on somebody he he was really tough very physically tough and he was you know very strong for his size and uh, had great quickness you know the, the guy was uh i don't know if he made all american as a triple jumper i think he did i, I think he he placed in the national track meet as a triple jumper and so uh, 
you know, he had, uh, he, he was a very talented athlete and, uh, you know, had such a great attitude. He, he was the perfect guy for what he did because he didn't care if he started, he didn't care. You know, he, all he, all you knew is that every time, uh, he was in, you were going to get a great effort from him every snap. Well, and you right on cue there. He just had a good, good play to make an overthrow on third down where he, where he used like a little swim move to beat the guard. And, um, you know, and, and, and that's pretty good. That's got, I mean, they, they were able to move the ball, get, get, get a couple first downs, but you're able to force a punt on the, on the first, uh, you know, first possession of the game. And really that that's kind of the goal, right? So, I mean, up to this point, it seems like things are, are pretty well, you know, going, going to plan with how you'd like them to start. Well, yeah, it's a good start. Um, we held them there. You know, we did, uh, we got a, uh, a running into the, the uh, kicker, uh, into the punter uh, on that, on that punt. But fortunately they had uh, fourth and 15. Uh, if it would have been a, if it would have been a roughing, uh, it's an automatic first down. So mm-hmm. we, we, we got a break there, uh, but we're starting deep in our own territory, but uh, that, you know, uh, our offense had a lot of confidence. Uh, we had scored, like I said, we had scored 50 some points in the, in, in the semifinal game. Uh, we only scored uh, 21 or uh, 24 against uh, Central Washington, but they were, uh, they were one, one heck of a football team too. So uh, uh, we knew how to, we knew how to move the football and, uh, you know, uh, Mike Bowles was, was playing at a, at a really high level. Uh, I think in the, uh, the, I think it was the second round game when we played uh, played Abilene Christian. Uh, they might have been, uh, you know, Central Washington was good. Abilene Christian, I'm sure, was the most talented team we played that year. I think, uh, you know, they had a running back that uh, played in the NFL for a number of years and a receiver that was uh, might have been rookie of the year for the Bears. Uh, yeah, Johnny Knox uh, and Bernard yeah. Scott was the back, and then I yeah. think they had. Uh, uh, Edmund Gates, I think, was another maybe yeah. receiver oh, that was on they, that team. That was that was one of the greatest games too. You know, we we played at Abilene and uh, uh, went back and forth uh, with them, and they had scored they had scored like uh, almost a hundred points the the week before uh, against West Texas. That was a big deal, and so we, uh, uh, you know, for us to go in there and, and beat them was uh, was a big accomplishment too. Yeah, well, and here you see, you see something that that I think you talk about it at, at halftime when they interview you going into the locker room and at a great hurdle and, and run there by Laron, but but something that that was different with this offense and and in this 0-9 team that kind of started something a little bit different was was tempo. I mean, you guys were get up to the line of scrimmage and go. And, um, you know, as you just kind of see it here, there's hardly time for the defense or anybody to catch their breath. That was kind of new because with, you know, in the previous year with, you know, with uh, of the 08 team with LaRon and, of course, Joel Osborne as quarterback, it was more of kind of that pro pro type set or a lot heavy running, lot a big dose of, of LaRon. He didn't run the ball as much in 09. What kind of brought that on? I mean, there was it tailoring it to players skill sets or or you know you guys use some elements of the pistol and some different things in in 09 that you hadn't used before well that's uh yeah we you know we had uh we had changed a little bit of our philosophy as far as calling plays um we we had gone to a uh you know every play was was a run pass option basically 
and uh, we would check at the line of scrimmage. We'd get the play called, and the play would be, uh, you know, uh, 43 ISO, 143 all go. And so it's a run pass, and then uh, they'd get up the line, and, and we sometimes we'd check, sometimes we wouldn't check. But if we checked, then it came from up above. If, if they were packed in, then, then we're going to throw it. If they weren't, we're going to run it. And uh, uh, that really helped us, I think. Uh, uh, it helped us in practice because we got a lot more reps. Uh, we didn't huddle, uh, you know, and uh, we would, uh, in, in 20, 25 minutes of team or 30 minutes of team or 20 minutes of team, whatever we did, we got a lot of reps. And I think that really helped us, uh, you know, to become more efficient. Well, was that something brought on? I mean, where did that come from? Was that your idea? Was it AD as Laurent here runs for friends for a touchdown? Yeah. Well, we, uh, you know, we talked about it quite a bit that we, we just wanted, we felt like this was something we could do. And, uh, you know, Blake was, it, it helped with Blake, uh, because Blake was a threat to run the ball as well. Uh, and so it, it, it gave us, uh, you know, a few more options and, uh, it helped us, uh, you know, as far as controlling the tempo of the game, like you said, and we felt like we had the, the type of team that, uh, we could have, uh, we could, we could really go. Well, and so specifically on offense, I mean, to the start of a game like this, how did you guys plan? Did you guys script plays? I mean, we know, you know, that's what some people like to do. Some, some play callers like to do. Did you have half a dozen plays that you wanted to, wanted to go with, or, um, did you just kind of, you know, did you see something in Grand Valley that you thought you could exploit? Obviously, this this drive and these first few drives, you guys made it look extremely easy. Um, you know, was it something that you set up? Did you script plays or did you just kind of? Well, you know, at, at this time, uh, Coach Doral was calling plays. Mm -hmm. uh, I had called him for a few years uh, when he was first offensive coordinator. Uh, I think in in. Uh, 06, I think I called him pretty much. Uh, and then 07, we kind of shared it. And then after that, he really took over. But yes, we scripted. Uh, you know, uh, I scripted in, in, in 06. I remember the first game I, I, because I had never scripted plays when I called the offense before I came to Northwest. I'd always called the offense at, like at Austin College or Northwestern College, where I was at. But I'd never scripted plays. And But Jim, uh, Sabota was, was great at scripting plays. So, uh, going into, I, I remember going into the first game in 06, I, I said, I'm going to script, you know, we're going to script 15 plays and, uh, man, we just, we just, I don't even know who we played, but we just went right down the field, you know, and, and uh, the next week I scripted 20, but, uh, <laughs> I thought maybe <laughs> we could score another, a couple more touchdowns. But, uh, after that we would script about, you know, 10 to 15 plays, uh, and the reason you do that, you, you try to get uh, different formations in right away uh, with motion and uh, different concepts so you can see early on how how the defense is going to react to you. And uh, um, that uh, that's that that's really uh, that was really important uh, for us to, to be able to do that. Uh, then as the game you get into the game flow, you you have an idea, okay, when it's third and four and we're going to go in this formation, we, we have a pretty good idea what they're going to give us. And so, uh, and especially when you don't huddle like we did, uh, it doesn't give them a lot of time to make any, 
you know, make too many adjustments. Uh, once once the uh, the die is cast, they're they're pretty much set. It. Well, it's and so you said AD called the plays. Was it was it a situation where he would call them to you? You relay them then on onto the field, or how did uh, how did that process work? I'm yeah, he uh, he called the plays, uh, and I signaled them in. Um, early on, when he was calling plays, we had uh, some of our younger coaches, a couple of our younger coaches that that signaled them in, but they were also signaling in formations. And we just had, we had some confusion at times. And I said, okay, uh, we're not going to have any confusion. <laughs> if it is, it's going to be on me and it's going to be my fault. So, um, yeah, I, I was signaling in the plays. And, uh, uh, you know, like I said, he was calling them. I wasn't calling them. Uh, he was making the call. And we'd talk uh, between, uh, you know, between series. We'd talk about things that we thought would work and wouldn't work. But, he was great at uh, he was really great at, at, at planning ahead. Now, he would uh, Coach Doral would script sometimes. Uh, usually, he'd script between series too. Uh, you know, and he might say, uh, you know, let's say we went down and scored, and defense is on the field, and they've had the ball three snaps, and they've got you know, second one or something like that. He'd come on the phone and say, okay, coach, uh, you know, this is what I'm thinking about our next series. And he'd have maybe three or four uh, plays scripted uh, to start the next series. And uh, he, he was really, uh, he, he really, he was really good at thinking through things and, you know, having a plan ahead of time. And uh, uh, I think that really helped us. As, as the defense to see here is, is doing a pretty good job in the running game. See, they got a first down on, uh, um, you know, on, on the screen pass again, which, you know, we're, we're kind of going to see a lot of that in this game. But but one of the things, and there you go right there, you see is, is as I checked, their quarterback was a, was a pretty accurate um, passer. And, and I think, you know, part of it was probably pressure on, um, you know, from the defensive line, but he was just off in this first half. Um, you know, so that, that certainly helped, but you guys were, you didn't just let him sit back there and, uh, you know, sling it around. No, we put a lot of pressure on him in this game. Uh, you know, and, 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 of course, uh, uh, that was, uh, we thought that was a way to, the way to, you know, to, to go against them. Uh, and that coach Boswick loved, uh, he loved, uh, the blitz and, uh, he loved to come after people. And so it, uh, everything, uh, played out pretty well for us. And uh, so right here, you get the stop on, uh, get the stop on, on third down, and um, so the in they end up, I believe they end up punting here. Um, yeah. Was it a little bit of a surprise to you guys? Because yeah. even watching this, I remember at the time, and even watching this all the years later, is like, I'm I'm really surprised they didn't go for it. Yeah, I am too. And uh, you know, it turned out good. They downed it on the two and a half yard line, three yard line. Uh, so you know, it's a big play. But, uh, um, yeah, I was, I, I was surprised, uh, that they didn't go for it, but on the other hand, uh, they hadn't had much, like I said, it was back to that same old thing. They hadn't had much success running the ball against us. And, uh, you know, and I think they, I think, I think coach Martin knew that if, if in a situation like that, uh, we were going to come after him and, uh, he didn't really, that's the one thing they didn't have. They didn't have a real good answer to uh when we really when we really put pressure on 
And uh, uh, I think that was the difference in the game as far as, you know, as far as our defense is concerned. Well, and, you know, you talk about special teams. I mean, there's some big there's some big plays, obviously, on special teams that, um, you know, that we'll talk about. Was was that an area? I mean, I think you kind of saw it on that very first punt. Well, although, yes, there was a running into the kicker, but you guys were right there and it and it. did you, you know, I mean, that was one of the things. I know you were pretty heavily involved um, with special teams as well, but did you guys feel like you had a, a good matchup there where you could potentially potentially block a kick? Yeah, we did. Um, we, uh, of course, we, we, we've been, you know, <laughs> we were always good on special teams, mm-hmm. and, and we were always aggressive on special teams, uh, you know, and uh, sometimes uh, – uh, when you try to block kicks, you have things happen like we did there. Uh, you know, we got a running into the kicker. Sometimes you don't get a running into, you get roughing and you just have to, you have to accept that as part of the, the game. I mean, you know, you want your players to be smart, but sometimes those things happen. Uh, but we put a lot of pressure, uh, you know, every time a team punted, we would just about every time we would, we would have 10 people up on the line of scrimmage. Now that didn't mean we were always coming, but, uh, uh, People that played us and people, obviously, when they scouted us, they knew that, you know, they were going to get some uh, uh, they were going to get some pressure when we uh, uh, when they punted. And uh, we never had I can't say, you know, Tony Miles was a great return guy. Um, other than that, we, we had some some good return guys. But uh, when you put as much pressure as we did, uh, people don't come downfield to cover as well. Uh, mm-hmm. because they have to stay in and block and uh you know so uh it gave our re- it made our return game pretty good and you know guys like jordan simmons in this game they made some big plays uh on, on returns as well yeah and he was a guy who was a redshirt freshman it seemed like jordan was was around a really long time because he because yeah. he was because he was playing so early on um and uh, as, as a pass there, they they knock away from Tyler Shaw setting up a setting up a third and ten, and we see a couple of these situations on this on this drive. I mean, there's it just seemed like the offense was playing with a whole lot of confidence here. That okay, it's third and thirteen, no big deal. Mm-hmm. And, well, you know, it, it helps when you have a Jake Soy mm-hmm. um, and Nick Rhodes right know. there for the first yeah. down. He's a senior. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, those uh, those things. Uh, those things help. And, uh, uh, you know, Blake was good. Blake, Blake was good at finding the second receiver or the third receiver. Um, Blake had the ability to, to, uh, keep the play going, keep the play alive. And, uh, uh, he did a good job of, uh, of making things happen. So, uh, uh, that, that was good for us as well. Well, and he had an absolute cannon. I mean, of any, you know, I mean, he, I think he's up there with probably anybody that's ever played quarterback um, at Northwest as far as arm strength. Um, it yeah, just seemed he, like he, he could he, throw the ball a mile. He could throw it a long ways, and he liked to throw it a long <laughs> ways. <laughs> yeah. But no, but he could. And uh, like I said, he just had that ability to, to keep plays alive and uh, make things happen. And, uh, and then, of course, when you have somebody like Jake Soy out there, Jake was, I think Jake was a sophomore this mm-hmm. year and uh, man, he had a phenomenal year and you know, he was 
Jake was always going to catch the ball. If you could get it yeah. close to him, he was going well, to catch Well, even this, this play right here where he goes up and snags it, his hands, I mean, he does he does drop a pass later in the game, but that's pretty unusual. He almost never, if it was close, he was pretty much going to catch the ball. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, he, uh, and, you know, I, I think they mentioned it in the broadcast. Uh, the ball never got to his body. Mm-hmm. Uh, he always caught it in his hands. And I, you know what, I'll give Jake. Jake a lot of credit uh, when he was a, a red shirt freshman he was uh, um, he, he would just uh, uh, work and work and work after practice with the quarterbacks and uh, he, he just did a did a great job of that and uh, it wasn't it wasn't an accident that uh, you know that that he was that he caught the ball like he did well, and he was a running back in high school, right? Like he he didn't even play receiver, I don't think in high school. He was a, I mean, he was a, obviously he's really tall for a running back, but um, and had an and they talk about it on the broadcast had an opportunity to go to Iowa as a as a walk on and and uh, you know it seemed like there's a lot of those stories of of guys that you know maybe could have walked on somewhere else, but you know got to you know got to come to uh, got to come to Northwest. Yeah, yeah, no, he. Uh... Um, he was, he was really, uh, Jake was really a good athlete. And like you said, he was a running back in high school. I remember, uh, we watched him on film and we said, uh, you know, we said he's, you know, he, he's not a running back for us, but he's really a good athlete. And, uh, uh, so, uh, I remember coach Wright and I, oh, I think it was before Christmas. We went, uh, we drove to, uh, Durant, uh, Iowa, which is right by Iowa City, we went to watch Jake play basketball. And uh, uh, Coach Wright can tell you about this. I think uh, uh, his wife was about nine months pregnant at the time, and the weather wasn't real good. And uh, I don't think probably she was real happy <laughs> that we were <laughs> that we were going that far away. But we got there, and uh, oh, early in the uh, early in the ball game, late first quarter or something. He got a breakaway and he went down and I mean he jammed at home and I I just said uh, I've seen enough. <laughs> this guy's a really good athlete and uh, you know and and, I, and Iowa was kind of messing with him at the time whether they were going to offer him or not and and all this and uh, uh, he just uh, finally got a little fed up with that and he. Uh, he he wanted to wanted to get it over with and he wanted to come to Northwest and uh, it was great for us. So, well, and there as as the first quarter ends, we saw a great little run um, by Laron Council and he he's somebody. I mean, you talk about two. You know, I think no matter which way you rank them, I think you know him and him and Xavier are probably two of the top three running backs in history with with Jesse as the other one. Like I said, whichever way you want to rank it, but to have those guys kind of back-to-back, four years of Xavier and then two years of Leron. Um, you know, maybe Leron sometimes everybody, you know, talks a lot about Xavier, but his his ability as a small guy, low center of gravity, just some of the moves and things that, that he makes in this game, he didn't have maybe the, the big juke move or the big spin move like Xavier had, but he was such a slippery guy. He was so difficult to tackle and... Uh, and, and that was, yeah, I mean, you, you saw it, especially this whole first half. I mean, he was just, guys, they just couldn't tackle him. No, he, he uh, 
Laurent had Laurent could make people miss that you know that was his uh, he, he he was a what I would call a, a glider you know uh, he 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 didn't look like he was running hard um, but uh, he just had the he had that ability to uh, you know to to glide through things and uh, uh, make like I said he make people miss. And uh, we'll talk about it. Talk while we got a second here while we're at a commercial break. Talk about what you know him coming because he was from Kansas City, right? And I think they mentioned in the broadcast where his his uh, his senior year they lost to Maryville in Maryville. Um, that's know, that's right. That was his last game. Uh, the last game of his high school career was uh, was uh, they lost to the the Spoofhounds, and uh, so. Uh, that's uh, that's where he ended it, <laughs> his high school career. But uh, had a great one thing that I think happened to Leron, uh that you know he I think it was his redshirt freshman year or maybe it was his sophomore year, I think it was his sophomore year, he broke his leg, um, in the uh, Central Missouri game, and uh, he came back from that and you know played a little bit toward the end of that year and then man he came back that that might have been his junior year uh, he came back his senior year and just had a had a great year uh, the years kind of uh apologize for not knowing for sure which year it was but they kind of they kind of go together there but uh he he uh um he really really came through uh and really played well down the stretch uh, of, of his career yeah, I mean, it was. I think that was his sophomore year because his junior year in '08 with, uh, um, you know, with Joel as a quarterback, he had, you know, ridiculous amount of yards, seventeen hundred yards or something like that, and thirty six yeah. or seven or something like that touchdowns, close to forty. And I mean, it was just a, an amazing year. And and that was the thing. And and I they might even bring it up in this broadcast as well, where where you were we're telling the, the, in the, in the pregame meetings and things that in the week leading up about Laron, you know, carrying the ball a lot less. Cause this, you know, was kind of wide open offense and uh, ne- never complained about it once. And just him kind of being the, the consummate uh, professional. Well, he was, uh, you know, that was the thing about Laron. He just, uh, he loved playing the game. Uh, he, he always was going to do, uh, what you asked him to do. And, uh, that was uh, that was all you know. Uh, that was that was what that was the beauty of Laron Council. And uh, every day he came to practice every day with a smile on his face. Uh, I think you know again uh, he was just thankful uh, that he was still playing football because uh, he had come close to where that probably wasn't going to happen, you know. And so uh, uh, it really uh, it was really special for him. Yeah, as a get ready here as a first and goal play. And, and uh, you know, it wasn't something that you guys did a lot. I mean, you, you did some. It was This was kind of some some the vestiges of the years prior of the, of the I formation. And, um, but, it, but it did show the ability that, you know, when you guys, I mean, there, there's a loss on that play. There weren't too many times where Laron was tackled in the backfield in this game, but where you guys could just kind of line up and, and get a yard. What was the importance of that as opposed to, um, you know, staying all spread out in, in the shotgun and, you know, trying to get a yard? Well, I, I think what, you know, it just gave us, uh, it, it made us, uh, 
more complete football team because we could, uh, there was no doubt about it. We could, we could line up and, and run against people. We had, we were solid up front, you know, our, our starting uh, offensive line was good. And, uh, uh, they, uh, you know, they got better, they got better and better as, as the year went on. And, uh, that's the, that, that was, uh, you know, the 15th game of the year and they were playing at a really high level at that time. And, uh, uh, so that, that was a big factor for us is to be able to, to do so many different things. And like I said, with, you know, with, with the fact that, uh, Blake could, uh, could do some of the things that he could do. And then for us to, to, you know, to be able to have so much diversity in, in, with receivers. And, uh, we had Kyle Kilgore was a good tight end. Uh, he was, uh, he was a threat. Uh, if, if people, uh, munched up on, on soy and on the receivers and, uh, it, you know, it, it helped people, uh, people really did, uh, try to stop Jake soy. And, uh, that made our other receivers that much better too. And, and, you know, when I mentioned earlier, uh, Blake was so good at, at finding other people. Well, and, and you saw the, we'll go back. I want to talk about that previous play that forced the timeout and this, what a great ball fake. And they, they give, they give Blake his due credit on that, where he kind of hides the ball on his hip and, and yeah. uh, everybody was all, all keyed in on Laron there. But the play before is the one I want to talk about where you guys come out with kind of this, I don't know if they call it kind of a full house backfield. He had Jake Soy in the backfield and motion him out. Um, you know, yeah, it, that it, was something that, uh, I don't think we had done much of that. And, uh, you know, for them, that was a good call by their defensive coordinator uh, <laughs> call timeout right there, because, uh, uh, you know, we were going to get a matchup. We were going to get a matchup, uh, uh, of soy against somebody other than, than their good corner. And, uh, it was going to be a safety and, and we ended up, uh, late in the ball game, uh, getting ahead of myself here, but late in the ball game where we needed, uh, when, when we scored, uh, our 30th point there. Uh, when it was uh, 23 to 20 uh, and Spoy scored on the fourth down, mm-hmm. uh, we got him matched up on safety there. And uh, that was a, that was a huge play for us. Well, how often, you know, especially when you're this late in the year, I mean, you know, were there certain things that, that you would save to, to not, you know, to use for a big game like this, or would, would something like that be something that maybe AD and you guys came up with, um, you know, the week before, how did that, you know, how did that work? What was kind of your thought process when, when it's coming up to, to maybe saving a play, um, or, or would you do that? Well, um, we, uh, yeah, we, we, we did a pretty good job. Uh, you know, like I said, coach Doro was great at, at pregame planning. He, he was, he did a great job. Uh, you know, he learned from the best. Jim Sabota was great at pregame, you know, having a plan, and, uh, yeah, there were definitely things that, that we did that maybe we saved that not necessarily saved, but we, you know, the way, like I said, because we scripted plays early, uh, we knew how they were going to react in, in certain situations. And so, uh, uh, if you got in that situation late, later on, uh, then, you know, you, you had a, you had a good, uh, good feeling of where. Uh, what they were going to do and how they were going to going to react. 
Well, and, and you, you know, you mentioned we were talking about that the beginning of that drive, right? It started from the inside the three yard line and you go all the way down, you know, convert a couple of, um, couple of third downs there. And, and, uh, you know, what, what, a you know, th- this game is, is kind of starting out probably exact speaking of scripting exactly how you'd want to script it up, right? Two possessions, you know, you, you get two touchdowns, you're up 14 to nothing early in the second quarter. I mean, it's looking great at this point. Well, yeah, you know, it was, uh, it was, uh, everything, like I said, everything was going pretty well for us, you know, and, uh, we, uh, you know, uh, um, we had a good feeling about things, but, you know, like I said, you grand, you knew that Grand Valley was too good, uh, to, uh, you know, to, for them not to, not to come back on you and, and make it a game. And so, uh, uh, I think again. I think that was a credit to our to our seniors and to our players. They knew all. They knew the whole time that it was going to be a it was going to be a tough game. And uh, even though it looked like uh, early on, it looked like it could be a blowout, um, they knew that it wasn't, there wasn't such a thing as a blowout with Grand Valley. Right. Well, and that you know that that's the difference, right? When getting a getting a lead and, and it ends up being a sizable lead in this game, over a team like Grand Valley, as opposed to a lesser, you know, maybe bottom of the MIAA type of team, where you know they don't have the firepower to to really come back and make it a game. That's you know that's the difference, I guess, between a you know playing a a team like this. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. And and, and I mean, you have to understand that when you're in the playoffs, that's what's going to happen. And, uh, you're, you're going to play good teams, uh, you know, and, uh, once in a while you, you might luck out and you play a team that, that isn't as good. But, uh, again, I think you mentioned our conference, that's where our conference does prepare us, uh, because, uh, we play a lot of good teams in our conference, uh, every year. And, you know, it's not just like you have one big game, you have four or five big games. And, uh, so your players are, are, are a little more in tune to the, that type of competition. Well, and, and, you know, the first, first and second downs here, you see again, you know, I check kind of having, uh, you know, not just not being able to set up, you know, I'm sure a big part of that's defensive pressure, but he would just wasn't, uh, wasn't that accurate and, and setting up a third and long. And yeah, they bring up his stats there, five and nine, 39 yards, boy, that, you know, that, that makes you feel pretty good. Um, the secondary was playing really well. One, one guy that we haven't haven't mentioned yet, and he 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 makes several big special teams tackles in this game is is uh, Marcus Martin, one one of the safeties, and he's a he's kind of a guy that uh, I don't know. He's he's not one of the first names I think of when I think of this defense, especially the secondary. You think of Miles or or uh, Foster Reddick or or possibly uh, you know Ryan Jones, some of those guys, but. Um, yeah, I mean, and there you go, a third down and four, force a three and out. And, and uh, but anyway, any, you know, can you talk a, a, a bit about Marcus? And, and uh, again, he's not a guy that I don't know, I don't think I've ever talked about him on the podcast before. Well, Marcus, uh, Marcus Martin was a, was a good high school player. And uh, we had high expectations for him. And, you know, he, Marcus ended up being a different type of player than we thought. Marcus was a Marcus could do so many different things. And like you said, he was really good on special teams and he was another one of those guys. He was like a Laurent and, and, and most of our guys, he just, he was just uh, happy to be out there, happy to do his job. And, uh, you know, uh, 
whatever he asked him to do, he'd do. Oh man, there's the Trent Covington block. That's one of those moments. And and there he's his time. He gets on Sports Center for the night, I believe, in a top ten play. And a great talking about Jordan Simmons, great return by him. Just man, I mean, what was the feeling like on the sidelines after? Of course, nowadays, yeah, that doesn't happen. But but at this no, point, it's nowadays he'd be he'd be out of the game. Yeah, you'd be. Yeah, you have charges pressed against him or something. But my yeah. goodness, I mean, good grief, it just turns the guy inside out. What? And the sideline just goes absolutely insane. Well, those, you know, those kind of hits just, uh, they really, they really do excite everybody. And, uh, our team was, uh, you know, uh, like I said, we, we just had so many guys that contributed and did special things and, and special teams was always a big thing for us. And, uh, one thing that we always, we did is we always, uh, our whole team watched special teams tape on Sunday. And so our whole team got excited about seeing special teams plays. So many times when special teams are, you know, when things are going on special teams in a game, your offense and your defense, uh, your offense is getting ready to come back on the field or defense. And the other one is just coming off. And uh, most of the people don't see what's going on. And so we would on Sunday, we would watch the, the, uh, we would watch a little film, uh, of the previous game, uh, and then we would have everybody watch special teams film. And it would take about 15 minutes. We'd have all the special teams clips. But our guys just really got tuned to seeing some of these guys, you know, like Trent Covington, who didn't play a lot, but how much they contributed to, uh, you know, to the success of our football team. Yeah, and as, as Leron there, as, as we're in commercial now, but Leron ran, runs for that touchdown, two touchdowns in 40 seconds. I mean, it's 21 nothing. still still a lot of time to go. But, you know, momentum is a funny thing, and that's, you know, it's it it's not something that, that you can measure, that you can quantify. It's more something you feel. And, you know, talk, this game is definitely a game of momentum swings. At this point, I mean, it's all, you know, it's all Northwest. What, what was the feeling like? on the sideline and how do you knowing that you're coming off losing four games in a row, try to keep everybody in the moment and not, you know, can't get too high, can't get too low. How do you, you know, try to keep everybody, everybody focused? Well, I don't, uh, I, I think our seniors did a great job of that because they were, they were so focused on, on winning that ball game. And, and, uh, uh, you know, so they weren't going to get too high or too low, uh, some of our younger players, obviously, I'm sure, were, were celebrating already when it was 21 to nothing and, and, and everything was going well. But the guys that were on the field, like I said, we just had too much respect for Grand Valley. We just knew it was going to be a, uh, a tough game, and we knew we were going to get their best shot. And uh, uh, I don't know that we anticipated it was going to turn out you know, quite as close as it did, but uh, I, I certainly didn't think at that point that it was over. Uh, when we, uh, you know, going on ahead, we looked like we were going to go s- score again to go up 28 to nothing. Uh, that was, that really did look like a big, uh, big time, uh, lead then, but that didn't happen. And mm-hmm. you, <laughs> there goes your momentum. And there, you know, they, the screen had kind of been working up to that point and there, uh, Troy Matthews, I think gets, gets hurt. And, uh, you know, talk about, you know, rotating in. He was a guy, I think, who'd lost a season um, due to injury maybe, maybe yeah, the season Troy before. Yeah, 
Detroit had an injury, and I can't remember what it was, but you're right. He had a he had a, Achilles, uh, maybe, had, or something like that. Leg injury. Been, I, I don't think it was Achilles, but it was. Uh, I I just don't know what it was. But here he got a shoulder knockdown, and uh, uh, you know it's one of those things where you just uh, you feel really bad for uh, for guys that have worked so hard and then uh, they don't get to finish uh, finish out the championship game. But uh, that that is all part of it, and. Uh, he was a he was a great contributor during the year. Yeah, and there's he was talking about Marcus Martin. There, we, there we go. There, there he is. Gets his, uh, yeah. you know, gets a spotlight there on on ESPN for uh, for making that tackle. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, just the yardage difference, everything. I mean, at, at this point, you know, again, the momentum. I mean, the momentum seems to be just kind of all all Northwest. That's yeah. It. Yeah, we had we had everything going for us. There's no doubt about that. And uh, uh, you know, uh, we had them we had them back on their heels. Uh, they were frustrated. Uh, I think they you know they could not. Their defense hadn't stopped us. Uh, you know, though, like you said, we had two drives there, just boom, 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 right down the field, and uh, had a 97 yard drive for our first score. Uh, you know, they had a lot of uh, soul searching going on at that time. Well, and yeah, it gets, gets them a timeout here before, um, you know, before, uh, before third down, but, um, yeah, and there, there's Troy, uh, you know, goes off the field, but, yeah. um, no, I just kind of got caught up and there we go as they're, as they're showing the replay on that play. And that's the thing, you know, you talk about the defense, you, you talk about Troy and some of these other guys, there were just so many. And that was kind of a thing, I guess, with coach Bostwick is there were, there were so many guys that would play. Yeah. There were the starters and uh, you know, but you know, there, there were just so, you know, you had Evan Wilmus and Adam Vondrak and of course, Chad Kilgore, who was just a sophomore, but one of the probably greatest linebackers that's ever played at Northwest. And, uh, then you had Troy and, and some other guys. And, and this is overall, I mean, this is a relatively young team. You didn't have a ton um, of seniors. I mean, there were some of those, um, you know, five-year guys that had been around, you know, like your like your Sean Paddocks and Tyler Roaches and, and whatnot. But for the most part, I mean, you're, you've got a, a fairly young team, lots of uh, sophomores and juniors on this team. Well, that's true. And, uh, you know, we had, we had a lot of guys that, uh, that really stepped up and, uh, and like I said, we were really young, you know, at the start of the season, we lost that first ball game. Uh, but they got better and better as the season went. And, uh, we stayed relatively healthy. Uh, I think that's been one of the keys. That was one of the keys for really all of our runs is, uh, you know, I'd look at our roster, in the national championship game, those five years that we were there, and I look at our roster at the start of the season, we might be down two or three players, uh, but for the most part, we had our whole team there. And, and you know, I give I give our coaches a lot of credit for the way we practiced, and we kept people healthy in practice. But uh, our training staff just did an outstanding job. Uh, Kelly Quinlan was, you know, first it was Dave Colt, and then it was Kelly Quinlan, but they just did a such a super job of keeping our guys healthy. And, uh, uh, you know, you look at a lot of those teams that were in the championship game and, uh, you'd see their, uh, you'd, you'd see their roster, uh, at the start of the season, their starters at the start of the season. And then, uh, their guys at the end of the year, and they were missing a lot of guys. And we just, uh, we were able to keep those guys healthy. And, and like I said, I think, 
uh, it was a combination of the way we practiced. Uh, we we kind of made a commitment early on that we weren't going to lose players in practice. We just weren't going to hit. And uh, that's kind of hard. It's hard for your defense when you don't hit a lot in practice. Uh, but in the long run, it paid off for us. Was there a struggle? I mean, was there a struggle kind of between what, uh, um, you know, the training staff would be like, hey, you know, we, we – you know, we don't, we want this guy to do this, or we don't want this, you know, we don't want this player to do this, or, or he, you know, really shouldn't be doing this between kind of, and I don't mean in, in an antagonistic way, but was, I'm sure there was lots of give and take between the coaching staff and training staff. <laughs> there was a struggle. All right. Let's put it that way. <laughs> oh, no, I can remember when, uh, when Kelly first was started as the, as a head trainer and uh, she'd come up every day. Uh, during the season, uh, you know, Monday through Thursday, she'd come up with the with the uh, injury report, and she'd usually come up mid morning with that, and that would tell us who was going to, you know, what was wrong, uh, who was injured, and if they could practice or not. Could they be in full pads, uh, just shoulder pad, or you know, no pads or no running or anything like that? And uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> Um, you can imagine our defensive coordinator, you know, he wanted everybody <laughs> on the field. It's, uh, uh, there, there were times when, when it got a little tense, but, uh, uh, ultimately, uh, you know, I, I went by what she said. And, uh, if she said this guy doesn't need to practice, then we didn't practice. And, uh, uh, you know, our coaches all went along with that. And, you know, like I said, all you had to do was look at, uh, look at our roster, uh, at the end of the year and, and uh, during the season, game day, we had people playing, and that that's when you want them to play. Mm-hmm. Well, and here is 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 a four, fourth and yard, yard and a half. Is there is there any um, was was there anything in the, did you want to go for it? I mean, was there any discussion or anything between you and AD of of you know, yeah, you're on your own forty two. I personally, I think punting is the right decision here. When they're not getting anything going, you don't want to give their offense a starting. But I there might, there might. I don't. I can't say that I remember that there was a discussion here. There might have been. You know, I mean, he's an offensive coordinator. He he's confident that we can get a yard. But I'm the head coach, and I'm saying we've got all the momentum. Let's mm-hmm. not give them. You know, make a mistake, uh, go for it. And even though we we could get that yard, uh, make a mistake and give it up, and then they got a short field and they score, and you lose your momentum. So. Uh, uh, no, I were you know the, there was that in my mind. There's no doubt <laughs> there was no doubt we were going to punt, and uh, fortunately, as uh, I guess as head coach, that was my decision. So mm-hmm. uh, we ran into that a few times, you know, where where we uh, uh, where we didn't go for it or we did go for it, and uh, you know, it's just uh, uh, ultimately your staff has got to believe they got to trust you, and uh, they did. They were. Uh, they were very loyal. They didn't, it doesn't mean we always agreed on everything, but uh, usually it worked out. So yeah, well, it had been different maybe if you were on their forty-two, as opposed to to your own. Exactly. In a in yeah. a situation like that, um, but yeah, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I've heard you tell stories and other things too of of times with the specifically AD and and uh, other things. But I mean, you you guys were a team that that uh, you know you went for it for your fair share you definitely i don't think people oh, yeah. consider we, you conservative yeah no we we gambled uh, and we really did and i and i i think uh i think that's important for your players uh to know that you will do that uh 
you know, but they, they also have to know when the situation is right and they have to trust you. And I, and I think they did, uh, you know, I, I can't think of many times when our players uh, didn't, you know, our players doubted what we were doing. Uh, you know, I mean, I can think of times when maybe uh, it looked like we should, should go for it and we punted, uh, but there was never any like, why are we doing this? They, they just went ahead and did it and uh, things worked out. Moment here is Grand Valley is able to able to pick up for a first down and at least get some positive, um, you know, positive running running yards on the play. Well, let's talk about about Coach Martin too, Coach Chuck Martin of, of Grand Valley. You know, they they talk about this a ton on the broadcast about him maybe you know going to going to Notre Dame. Brian Kelly just been hired, but he's somebody you'd faced off against a lot. Um, and kind of, I think I don't know that we've ever. I don't know that I've ever really talked to you about this. Maybe, maybe a, a small amount, but in that 07 semifinal game, you know, he kind of, you know, called a timeout, came across the field to to talk to you, and and you know, wished you wished you luck in in the championship game. What what was your guys' relationship like? Because kind of because of this rivalry, I mean, you you know, the teams had faced each other quite a, quite a bit. Chuck, Chuck's a good guy. Uh, I got along good with Chuck. Um, he and Boswick really liked each other. I mean, they loved to compete against each other, but they both were kind of gamblers, you know. And uh, uh, But, uh, no, uh, Chuck, I remember specifically talking to Chuck on Friday uh, the day before the game, and he said, uh, he told us, or told me, he said, yeah, I'm going to Notre Dame. He said, nobody, you know, our people don't know that. He said, I'm not going to go as, no, as the defensive coordinator. He said, uh, they won't let Brian he's got to hire a division one coordinator. He said, that's part of the deal. But he said, I'm going to go. I think he went as a secondary coach or something uh, to start with. Uh, but he, he knew that he was going to Notre Dame. We knew that he was going to Notre Dame, but uh, I don't think his players did, did at that time. But he, he, Chuck was just, he was a, he was a very good football coach, very solid, uh, very competitive. Uh, you see that now, you know, he's at Miami of Ohio. Uh, you know, he, his team every year, they just get better and better as the season goes. And uh, his kids are always going to be real well coached. Well, I think I see that a lot as, as I've talked to you and kind of other coaches is there's um, there's a lot more, um, you know, friendship than there is animosity between coaches because you guys kind of are in in a you know brotherhood of sorts. And the ones that understand kind of what what you go through as, as a coach are other coaches. Well, it is, you know, I mean, uh, uh, Ken, uh, Ken Sparks, uh, of Carson Newman, uh, Ken ended up being one of my best friends in coaching. Uh, you know, didn't really know him that well, knew him a little bit nine, uh, before the 98 game. And, uh, uh, then of course in 99, what a, you know, what a heartbreaking loss for them. Uh, but by that time, uh, I think I had gone on the board of trustees, uh, for the American football coaches in the, in January of 99, after the 98 championship. And then he came on the board the next year. And we really became very close friends. Our wives uh, were always together at the conventions every year. And, you know, unfortunately, Ken passed away a couple of years ago from prostate cancer. But uh, one thing, you know, we just, 
one thing we did, we never talked about the 99 game. <laughs> we uh, talk about other things. And uh, the only, th- only thing I always worried about is that somewhere along the line at the convention, we'd run into Bill Curry and Bill Curry had been the, uh, he had been the play by play on that game. Mm-hmm. And every time we'd see Bill Curry, if we were together, Bill Curry would look and he'd have a big smile. He said, 99, Carson Newman against Northwest Missouri, the greatest college football game I ever witnessed. You know, and I think, oh, I love Bill Curry, but I think, Bill, don't say that in Ken's ear. So, uh, but no, you know, I mean, uh, in our conference, uh, we, our coaches all respect each other for the most part. We really did. And, you know, everybody works hard and uh, you win and you lose and, uh, uh, you know, we never, I, I never felt like we ever tried to embarrass anybody. We were always very careful of that. Uh, if we got, you know, we didn't run up the score. And I think, uh, you know, for the most part, that's the way our league was. And, you know, as uh, I look back at our biggest rivals, Chuck uh, uh, was, uh, you know, at, at Pitt. Uh, uh, Chuck Broyles was one of my one of my best friends uh, in the league. And, and uh, believe it or not, Jerry Partridge was. Jerry and I got along great. Uh, you know, uh, I had to be a little careful around here because people, because it was such a big rivalry, people didn't like Jerry. But uh, Jerry and I were good friends. We still are. We still talk. And so, uh, you know, and Craig Sturick at Washburn, uh, you know, you can go right down the line. Those, those are good guys. And uh, you just become become good friends with them. Well, and and uh, to kind of backtrack and talk about that 99 title game for a minute, I, I had, you know, Dr. Red on here and he talked about, I think, Roger Stallback coming up to him and seeing that that he had Northwest on on his name tag or, or something like that and mentioning it. How, how often does even now, it, does that game get brought up to people that that aren't, you know, related to Northwest or, or Carson Newman? Well, I, I think it does. Uh, you know, I, you know, it's been. 25 years now or 23 years. So uh, probably not as much anymore, but boy, there was a, <laughs> there was a lot of times. I mean, and, and of course it was usually at the convention uh, when you see a lot of coaches and, and, you know, some coach will say, Oh man, that was the greatest game and, and, and all this. And then, like I said, usually Ken and I were together at the time. <laughs> and so uh, uh, I'd, <laughs> I'd try to downplay it if I could. So, <laughs> Well, here's as uh, Grand Valley gets ready to go, they go for it here on, on fourth down and and uh a great play i think it's ryan jones that comes in off on the corner blitz on that right. play to kind yeah. of force yeah. that incompletion well and you talk about momentum i mean good grief you know they they move the ball a little bit they go for it you guys stop them you know it's it's about oh, the peak was, this, of, no this was this was paddock coming off the edge they didn't block him oh that's right i was thinking of, yeah. of a different play yep yeah yeah later but no, they didn't block. Uh, they didn't block Sean, and he didn't buy the fake. And so, uh, it was, uh, it, you know, it was a big play for us. And uh, you know, there, there again, we still got all the momentum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you, and again, you guys had 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 moved the ball pretty well. And Laron, good grief, here he's going to have another another nice run. And that was the thing about every run was seven, eight, nine yards. You know, there's a few yeah, where he, they tackled him was, short. He was. Especially on first down, we were we were we were big on first down in this game. Uh, big yardage on first down, and that makes uh, makes your play calling a lot easier. I'll tell you that when you're uh, when you you know second and second and three is a lot better than second and twelve. 
we did uh, we did a really good job with this. Well, makes the defense, um, you know, makes it that much harder, I guess, for the defense to predict what you're going to do. If it's second and two, you could literally call about anything. Well, that's right, and and we did. Uh, we, you know, I, the, I Coach Doro and, and Coach Sabota both, uh, and my theory has always been that's that you throw the ball when you want to, not when you have to. And uh, so we were, we've always been a, a team that that throws the ball on you know, on any down, whether it's second and one or uh, first and 15 on your own uh, five-yard line, uh, you throw it when you want to and uh, not when you have to. And uh, I think you're going to be a lot more successful that way. Great shot here. Great camera work of showing uh, Laron's legs and these, these cuts. Right. It's kind of two different yeah. running styles. He makes some nice cuts, and then he then they just can't bring him down at the end. I think showed the – Oh, he was uh, – they had a Laurent did not go down easy. He always Laurent very seldom. Now he in this game he did get stopped a couple of times for losses, but usually Laurent was not going to was not going to lose yardage. He somehow he could move his body to to get his momentum uh, going forward, uh, no matter if he was met in the backfield or not. They showed a close up there of Blake who made a heck of a play to to not lose seven eight yards right. yeah. and get sack talk about his his escapability and that was the thing i guess from from the fans point of view right we saw him as the running quarterback in 08 um joel senior year my goodness you know we didn't know he could throw i'm sure you guys all did but um, well we we thought he was uh you know we definitely knew he could throw uh but we cut we you know it's funny you bring that up because we laughed about that you know that everybody was concerned and you know going into this season well you know Bowls can run, but can he throw? And we said, yeah, he can throw the ball pretty good. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he, he proved that here, uh, you know, this, his last two years. And so, oh, yeah. Uh, the the bowls to soy combination was, yeah, was, uh, yeah, something else for sure. Yeah, that was special. Uh, they had a special uh, connection there. So we're coming up on the worst play of the game here. Yeah, I know. I know you've probably been dreading this part, but that that this right here, they'll show the replay and LaRon just barely gets tripped up and that ends up being a really big play because yeah. right here, he if he does if they don't trip him up there, he scores and we don't have to worry about this next play and it's no. 28 nothing. And, and I don't know why, you know, I mean the to me there's no doubt right here he stopped, you know. And then all of a sudden, they're going the other way. It's fortunate that uh, they'll be tackled. Yeah, that Blake was. Yeah, off. Blake and and Previn Perry both were kind of on yeah. it to to tackle him. Or yeah, it's twenty one seven maybe. Yeah, yeah. But so that that was a huge play. I mean, it just changed the the whole momentum of the game. I felt like, and uh, uh, you know, uh, one of those were. You know, I'm, I'm biased, but there's no doubt in my mind his progress was stopped. Oh, sure. And I think he might have even been in the end zone. Like, it was yeah. really close. And I'm sure they didn't have all the, you know, camera angles and everything that all the, you know, NFL games and things do. But, boy, as they showed that one shot down the line, you couldn't tell that he that he was for sure, but it was close. But, yeah, 100%. I mean, I mean, in, any of us wearing green glasses, that's a terrible call. His forward progress yeah. has stopped. And, <laughs> and there, there you are given the – Giving the refs the business there. Well, we took a time out there, uh, you know, to give them give them a little time to look at it uh, because we did have replay, but uh, they were they they weren't going to change. Is, and, is that what you were uh, hoping that they'd take a look at yeah, that play? 
yeah, that that they would, uh, you know, uh, would would look at it. And here it is. You can see it here. Yeah, he's real close to being in. But watch the official. He's coming in. He's he's marking the spot already. Yep, there he comes. And, yeah, and so, and now you know all this happens after he's marking the spot, and uh, I don't know. I I guess it's over. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't doesn't matter. But yeah, it's still. I'm sure. Yeah, it kind of sticks in your craw even after. Yeah. I, you know, 13 I, years. I think, uh, I've thought about that a lot of times, uh, <laughs> you know, and if we'd have lost that game, I'd have thought about it a lot. Oh yes. I'm sure. That. Yeah. That would have been, you'd probably see that one in your nightmares. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, it is what it is. And, uh, again, it just says a lot about the character of our football team. Uh, they, uh, they were going to overcome it. Uh, Cody Johnson, there, talking to Trevin and giving them a little, uh, a little encouragement and uh you know it is they weren't going to change it so mm-hmm. well and you could hear like on, on the broadcast you can definitely hear a lot of boos from the northwest fans there was a pretty sizable amount of fans that had that had uh made the trip down which which i think is is a testament is is you know northwest has we have great fans you know as, yeah, we do. as one of them we are great fans in my opinion but yeah. and, and and have always you know traveled well and things even after you know four you know four losses in a row it didn't dampen enthusiasm nope. or, they, or anything else they were still they were still coming back and uh like you said we we had uh our fan support <clears throat> at uh <clears throat> every year at florence was was incredible. Uh, I was just amazed at how many people made that trip. And, uh, you know, it was, it was funny that, uh, <laughs> I used to in the summer or early before school would start, I'd be in high V for breakfast on Sunday morning or sitting around there and, uh, somebody invariably somebody would come and they'd say, well, we've, uh, we've got our reserve rooms reserved for Florence. <laughs> I'm thinking, <laughs> Okay, good for you. <laughs> we got a long ways to go yet, but uh, you know that's what they were. They were just loyal fans, and uh, they uh, they really made it uh, made it great. Well, and here's another one of those screen passes that kind of is the theme. Yeah. I mean, Green Valley had a had a a, a scheme and a, an idea with these, and it was it was working. Yeah, yeah, they uh, you know I mean that like I said they they were. They uh, they couldn't run the ball against us, and so uh, that's what they were doing, and it uh, uh, it was fairly effective, and it uh, more than anything else, it slowed down our pass luck, mm-hmm. pass rush a little bit. Right. Yeah, makes makes it tough on There's those guys one. to yeah to know what's uh, you know what's going on. And that Smolin kid, that number eleven, he was he was kind of a hybrid running back, and and. Yeah, he, could, uh, and... um, he actually played better against us, I think, the year before in the semifinals, mm-hmm. uh, if I remember right. But yeah, he was uh, he was just a, a good, good, tough athlete and uh, good. Uh, he could make some things happen uh, in a lot of different ways. Well, and and there's a lot. I think there's a lot of similarities that you see between Northwest and Grand Valley, and I think you know it is a rivalry maybe similar similar to Pitt State where it's especially from a fan's perspective it's it's you know very much respect based when 
you know, and when Northwest and Grand Valley are playing, it's a big game, right? It's playoffs or it's for a championship. And, and, uh, you know, it's, I think you find a lot of similarities between, um, you know, between the two programs kind of doing things the right way and, and, uh, and things like that, I think anyway. Yeah. I, um, there's no doubt about it. Um, Ooh, Ryan Jones. Yeah, that was so close that boy, that pick six and good grief that another game changer, right? It's, just, it's another yeah. almost, yeah. um, you know, game changing play. Somebody got their hand on it. And mm-hmm. it. So, but yeah, that, uh, uh, but no, going back to grand Valley. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of respect. Uh, you know, I've been up there a couple of times now uh, when we played them, uh, after I've been done, you know, after I finished coaching, I've been up there to, uh, playoff games and, uh, they have a lot of respect for our program as well. And, you know, like I said, uh, our coaches have a lot of respect for each other and the players do too. It's just one of those things that, uh, Oh, here goes miles. Yep. And it's another, you know, it gets, a, we, we see one in the second half that, it, that ends up getting called back, but that, I mean, it's another one. It's a, I'll call it a bad call. I mean, it's, it's questionable at best. I feel like, um, you know, in, in, in things are different now, of course, in, in 2022, but, uh, I don't know. I don't remember if they have a good replay of this one or not. I guess, I guess we'll find out, but you know, I mean, they don't yeah, end I up don't scoring care. here, so it's, I guess it's not the end of the world, but, um, you know, we do end up, end up getting an interception, but, uh, it just seems like there were some real questionable. Uh, yeah, that, uh, yeah, that, that was a, uh, that maybe, hold, uh. yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. They're just kind of hand fighting there. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's, you know, you know, you're going to, you're going to get some of those. Ooh, that was close too. So mm-hmm. just about, uh, just good about coverage by there. Justin Welch. Yeah. On that yeah. play as well. That's a guy we we haven't talked about. I think he was what a, a junior maybe, but again, so many guys that that rotated in that. Yeah, that... we played a lot of we played a lot of people on defense. We really did, and uh, you know, the, a lot of guys made made plays uh, at different times. You know, and uh, uh, Justin was one that that made some plays. I think he had some interceptions that year, and uh, uh, you know, of course, we had Ryan Jones and EJ Hawkins were. Mm-hmm were our, our corners, but, uh, Dustin played a lot too. So. And I think this, yeah, good. I think that's Tyler Roach, good pressure. And again, Ike, you know, all over the place and then a good interception that ends up ending the half. And, and so even that you have to play down by the goal line, you, you get a, an interception called back, but then you get it again. And so what's the feeling you know, going into halftime, I mean, you, you, you're up 21, nothing. So you got to be feeling good that way again. You know, maybe it felt like the momentum shifted a little bit, you know, a couple of uh, questionable calls at best. What what was your message to the team at halftime to try to keep them, you know, focused and on task? Well, I think, I think just keep doing what we're doing. I I felt like we'd played a really good half, uh, you know, very good half of football we had you know an unfortunate call on the on the goal line or it would have been 28 to nothing uh and so uh there wasn't uh, there wasn't any panic there wasn't anything that we were uh that we were worried about uh that they were all of a sudden uh, making it a game at this point 
uh, we just we felt pretty good about uh, about what we were doing at that time. Well, and, and that interception, I mean, it ends up being kind of icing on the cake. I mean, what a half, especially coming, um, you know, coming into, you know, going into halftime of, you know, coming off of four straight, straight losses and, and you know, kind of, you know, from a fan's perspective, we're like, is, is this going to be a dogfight? You know, is this, you know, but it, it, in, it definitely ends up being one for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. And, uh, uh, woo. One replay of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, that, that, uh, and it makes it even better that the guy got right up, of course. Yeah. Too, but yeah, man, that sure. that poor guy, I'm sure, has seen that play <laughs> a million times. That Grand Valley yeah. player. Yeah, that's for sure. So. <laughs> Probably by his buddies. But uh, one of the things you, you talked about as they caught you there going into halftime was 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 you know talking about tempo on offense. And, you know, that is something that we saw, especially early in the game, was just the, um, you know, was, um, and there is, they're showing the flyover and, and some highlights of the first half. But but the, the tempo just, you know, that was something that I don't think we'd really seen before, or at least not that I can remember as a fan. And, uh, you know, that it just seemed to, one of the things, you know, that was working and made the offense so explosive all year long. Yeah, it uh, that was a that was a difference. I think uh, one of the differences in our team uh, in in two thousand nine is we really uh, probably that year as much as any uh, we really took advantage of of the the tempo that we had established and uh, it really it, it gave us a uh, uh, you know it gave us a real advantage in this ball game. I felt early on and. Uh, you know, when you, when you, when you, like I said, when you get up there and you get right back up the line of scrimmage, uh, it puts a lot more pressure on the defense. Uh, and it takes, it takes a lot of the, uh, planning away from the defensive coordinator because he doesn't have time. He's, uh, what you can do a lot of times is you can get him into more of, you know, a vanilla, you know, uh, a common <laughs> defense rather than them doing some, exotic things that if you uh, huddled up that they that they've planned uh you know prepared for during the week and they can get into well and i think we're going to stop it right there coach we'll we'll take a break at, at an hour 18 minutes and, and 14 seconds that's i guess a good a place as as any to stop and and we'll uh, we'll end up making this a two-parter i think but i sh- i sure appreciate you uh coming on and and joining me and, and we'll look forward to uh to do uh, the the second half of this game here uh, coming up. Well, I've enjoyed it. Welcome back here on Bleeding Green. Matt Daniel joined, of course, by Coach Mel Churchma. And, and uh, Coach T, we, we've got uh, the second half to, to go here this game. And, and uh, you know, I, we didn't, I don't know, we, we didn't know how this was going to go. It seemed to go pretty well. So I'm excited and and ready uh, ready to go here and, and get your kind of thoughts and talk some about this second half. Although it's not as fun, honestly, as, as a Bearcat fan, <laughs> as the first half will be. It was. Well, I, I I can remember that. <laughs> it got a little tense there for a while, and uh, 
we had a few uh, we had a few plays that uh, you know uh, we had a couple of drop passes that really hurt us and uh, made a few mistakes. So uh, it's just one of those deals. Right. All right. Well, well, if you're ready to go, I'll kind of cue the cue everybody listening and and yourself and myself here. I'll just give a little countdown when I say play. We'll play if if you're ready to rock and roll here. Well, I'm ready. All so. right. Here we go in three, two one and play all right so we've got a nice shot of chuck martin there one thing is we're getting ready to start the second half in this game do you and we see the kickoff here what i mean you guys get the ball first you know you got the interception at the end of the first half how are you um you know how are you how are you feeling coming coming out of the out of halftime well i'll be real i was we were feeling good i but i felt i i really felt that play before the half that fumble question mark Mm -hmm. Uh, i thought i was really concerned about that because that i mean that was to me that was the difference between that blowing that game wide open uh if we'd gone if we'd have been up 28 to nothing which we should have been uh at at halftime uh i think this game's over but uh uh it wasn't to be and so we had to come out and do what we had to do Sure, we did. Now we we talked a little bit. You know, I was kind of curious to pick your brain. You talked about kind of scripting to begin the game. Did you guys do the same at halftime? After halftime, did, do you remember you were AD? I mean, remember kind of scripting the first first few plays? Well, like you know, I, I mentioned this last time. AD would script between series. Okay. So, yeah, I, you know, we had some things that uh, that we wanted to. Uh, oh man, there's there's one right there. Uh, <laughs> drop past, you know, just just kills us. But uh, um, no, he uh, um, he he always had, you know, the first three to eight plays. Uh, so uh, we were ready to go. And I mean, you know, first play of the run goes nine yards, and uh, we got some things going for us. Yeah, well, that I mean, yeah, there's there's a big drop. And that kind of mirrors, you know, that was something we saw with Grand Valley in the first half. They had a lot of kind of just nothing kind of went right for them, besides the fact that you guys were were also playing really well. But they had several drops and things like that. And and you see like that, I mean, that would have definitely been, um, you know, been another first down, most likely, and maybe bigger. You know, Tyler Shaw is one of the guys. In fact, we didn't really talk about him in the first half. I mean, he's a guy that he ran track at Northwest. And, and boy, you know, he's he's one of those – one of those guys get the ball in his hands and he's got a chance to Yeah, he could he score. make things happen. He had he had great speed and uh so that uh you know that was uh that was a big play that could have been a big big play for us and it turned it out that it wasn't. So uh there there we uh we throw a pick. So you know, it's just one of those things. Right. Well, and it was a situation where I think just about every time in the first half you threw to Jake Soy, Jake was open. They just didn't yeah. seem to really do a great job covering him. And that time they did and uh, kind of bracketed him. I think they were maybe playing a little bit of zone or something there. But Yeah, uh, they dropped dropped a guy underneath him uh, and uh, they dropped a safety underneath him and, and he made the play. And it, it was a good play on their part. And so, so here you go, you know, this, you know, if, if you were feeling kind of nervous, you know, as, as a Bearcat fan, the feeling kind of continues. How do you, I don't, we'll talk more about this as, as things continue to kind of go, go this way, but, um, you know, how do you, as, as the head guy on the sideline, just try to keep everybody level, not too high, not too low throughout the game? Well, you, you know, you just have to stay focused. You have to play it one one play at a time, you know, and you can't get caught up. And and there there was a 
that you know that was a little bit of an issue, uh, maybe for our team uh, being up twenty-one to nothing, and you know uh, that maybe they're thinking, well, this is going to be a blowout. It's going to be easy. I don't. I don't know that they felt that way. Uh, some of the younger ones may have, especially. And uh, you, you know, so you just have to, you just have to keep really keep things in perspective all the time, you know. And uh, our defense, uh, our defense had played so good in the first half, and they were playing playing well again in the second half. So, well, there's a, a one of the those screens. We see that, saw that a lot. That was one that was defended really well, and get a get a nice little penalty there, blocking the back against Grand Valley. That's the other thing, too, is as this second half goes on, I mean, this defense is on the field an awful lot. And and there really wasn't – I mean, there's one big play in the second half for Grand Valley. But other than that, I mean, basically, the you know, you guys made them earn it the whole time. The defense wasn't just getting gashed or anything like that. It was – you know, the, the defense really, I think, hung in there pretty well. Well, they did, and you know, and like I said, we uh, offensively we had done so well in the first half, and uh, we were doing things right in the second half, except we made some mistakes. And when you make mistakes, uh, you're going to pay for them, and uh, that's what happened. And you know, uh, and and you, and you have to give Grand Valley a lot of credit. You know, I mean, uh, they they could have even at 21 to nothing, they could have packed it in too, and they cer- certainly didn't. And uh, that's credit to them and to Chuck for getting ready to play in that second half. Well, and, and, you know, that it's, it's a game of adjustments, right? You know, one, one side, you know, is, is making adjustments. Was, was Grand Valley doing anything that kind of, I don't know, did, did they make adjustments that then you guys had to go and kind of make, make some counter adjustments? Well, I think they did. Um, you know, they, they, they definitely paid a little more attention to Jake Soy uh, and uh, made it tougher for us to get the ball to him. Uh, in, in some of their coverages. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just think more than anything else, I think they kind of relaxed and played a little better in the second half. I thought, uh, you know, they played kind of tight in the first half, especially on defense. And, and uh, we kind of had to head our way with them, and uh, uh, they didn't let that happen in the second half. Yeah, that Ryan Bass kid that just made that catch, he was he was somebody that figured in a lot more, kind of a big physical receiver. And here's, of course, the play. We're going to talk about this, right? The pick, you talk about being 28 nothing. Here you go. You know, here's another yeah. opportunity to make, make it 28 nothing. And I'll just come out and say it. I think this is another bad call. I don't even think this one is questionable. If you look at when the ball's in the air, which is the rule, there's, there's no illegal contact rule in college. If, and he wasn't holding him. And, and, no. uh, you know, I, I think, I don't know. I, I just think, I just think it's a, it's a really bad call. And again, that <laughs> this is another kind of one of those game changing plays you had to have been, I mean, is it getting frustrating? Cause as this goes on there, there's a few more moments where it just doesn't seem like you guys are kind of catching any breaks. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, and the, and the game of football is that way. Uh, you, you know, they, you go through stretches and, and sometimes things are, Things all, everything goes your way, which is kind of the way it did there. Um, but yeah, like that, Miles just made contact with the guy right there. The ball wasn't in the air. Uh, he bounced off of him. Now the ball's in the air. He goes up and intercepts it. So, uh, you know, I, I, 
I don't know. Uh, I'm not quite sure what they saw on that, but uh, maybe they maybe was watching NFL games and said uh, <laughs> right. contact more than five yards downfield or whatever that rule is. Well, but and if, if the play happens in 2022, especially in the NFL, you expect it to be called. You know, the de- defenders seem to sneeze on the receivers nowadays, and it's pass interference. But yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, this definitely uh, definitely not one of those. Um, yeah. one of those situations, but, but no, we just had, you know, it's just one of those things. Like I said, I, I think, uh, I think it's, it's tougher sometimes for the players than it is for the coaches. Uh, when, when you things start to go, you know, the other way, um, you know, and, and I've always felt like our players have done a pretty good job. Uh, but there, you know, now there we get a personal foul, uh, mm-hmm. a late hit. And so, uh, you know, I mean, it's just, uh, uh, things are starting to build, you know, we've had two major penalties in a row and, uh, dropped a pass. Uh, all that's going <laughs> to boil down into a score for grand Valley. Here. Well, right. And that's the thing, right. Is these penalties? I mean, this drive, really this, this drive for them to get their first score of the game, it just seems so, um, you know, it's so aided by penalties and some, you know, sometimes, you know, you control some of that. They don't really have a good, um, a good angle of, of what exactly happened there other than we saw um, Shane shade, not have his helmet on, but um, you know, the, the penalties are, are major, major help. I mean, do you remember once they do score here, they're being, I don't know. You can, you can feel, you know, again, you know, we're talking about momentum. It's, it's not really a tangible thing. It's just kind of by feel. I mean, especially when they do finally punch it in the end zone, you can, you can kind of feel, the momentum shift for sure. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, that was a big, uh, that was a big series for them, regardless of how it happened, they end up scoring. And so, uh, you know, that's, that's huge. And, uh, uh, like I said, we, we know, you know, we knew that we made several mistakes in there. And so that makes it, that makes it that much tougher. And I think then you come, you, you question yourselves on some of that. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, uh, it, it just kind of builds. Well, I can see a, as a player too, where you maybe, maybe you hesitate a little bit since you had the penalty last time. Let's talk about this. And and the thing I don't want to do here is, is run Ryan Jones down. Great player. He's one of the greatest cover corners that I think Northwest has ever had in my opinion, but obviously, you know, kind of, um, you know, maybe a little showboating there at the end. And we see as, as he comes off field, we can see you, obviously aren't real happy about the situation. I think Willie Horn here catches him um, and has, has Willie, a word Willie, with him. Willie, Willie saved him from getting to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you, I mean, you know, that's obviously not something you, you want to see. And whether you want to say exactly what you said to him, you know, typically in that situation, what would you say to, to a guy? Well, like I, you know, I just – I don't know what I, I mean, that's a long time ago. I, I, more than anything, I, I was just disappointed uh, in the fact that, that he did that uh, because, you know, it was great play. We blocked the extra point. We're running it back for a touchdown and, you know, uh, we're going to, we're going to score two points on it, but now we're giving them the ball because of that. We're giving them the ball at the, you know, they're kicking off at the 50 yard line. So we're going to be stuck deep in our own territory. And it's just, that's an unnecessary, that's, that's an unforced error is what it is. It's just, you don't need to, you don't need to make those kinds of mistakes. Well, and you don't want to give at this point too. I mean, you don't, you probably don't want to give those guys any extra motivation as you, um, 
you know, as, as, uh, you know, they're kind of grabbing momentum a little bit anyway. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's just, uh, it's just one of the, one of those things, uh, like Ryan was a great competitor and, uh, you know, he just, uh, uh, kind of lost it and got caught up in the, in, in the moment. And, you know, uh, you hate that because it's not, I mean, that was, that was not really, that was not Ryan. Uh, I mean, he wasn't that way, but like I said, he got caught up in the moment and those things happen. So now again, another mistake. So you got to move on from it. Mm-hmm. Well, Jordan Simmons has a great kickoff return there. there there's several of those here in the, uh, he has, he has a couple of nice returns and, and uh, I think maybe Tyler Shaw has one later, later in the game. But as you kind of see here, it's, it's not quite as easy running the football as uh, you know, it seems like maybe Grand Valley, I don't know, maybe made some adjustments on the defensive line or, or, or something was. Uh, um, yeah, was they, uh, you know, yeah, they did. a, You know, they were they were going to take the run away. There's no doubt about that. And uh, uh, we did not. Uh, we, you know, we weren't throwing the ball as well. Uh, they put a little more pressure on us uh, on a quarterback. And so uh, so that made it tougher, too. And, uh, you know, here we're going to go, uh, you know. Probably go three and out, uh, we do, and uh, that's you know right. Like you said, now your defense is back on the field after a long drive, and you got to go again. Well, and how does that? I mean, you know, you, you're talk about tempo. We talked about it in the first half of kind of the tempo. It can equally, I think, maybe hurt you when you're not converting. When when you do have a situation where you go a three and out, and then your defense is is right back out there, but. Um, you know, I, I don't think I don't question the fact that, you know, that's what had been working all season. That was the identity of, of the team. And so it just so happens there's a, you know, a couple of times where it just didn't, you know, didn't exactly work out, I guess. Yeah, that's that's one of the one of the dangers of it. You know, I mean, uh, one of the, the, the things that that hurts you, like you said, because you you're not spending much time out there. And so uh, your defense doesn't have much time to to recover and get ready to go again. And so, but, uh, you know, as you said, you don't change that because that's the way we played all year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the interesting thing too, about one of the things about watching this, and I think there's an interview here with, with Terry Bowden in a second is when Bobby Bowden was, was retiring, getting ready to hit play his last game. You know, we see advertisements kind of throughout this game for the, for the Heisman trophy, which I think Mark Ingram won, um, won that season for Alabama, but it, it's interesting because besides, you know, watching this game, you kind of get a snapshot of, uh, of what's going on in college football, you know, now almost 13, uh, almost 13 years ago. Yeah, it was, uh, that was an interesting day. I remember, uh, you know, I remember talking to Terry Bowden, um, before the game and I think it was on Friday and he came out and he just said, uh, man, how are you guys doing this? He said, you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure I understand everything <laughs> the way division two works. And, uh, we had a little bit of a conversation there, but, uh, he didn't, he didn't stay there very long. So. Right. Yeah. It was interesting. I mean, he'd been, I think working for ESPN for, for several years and, mm-hmm. uh, um, it was interesting to see him back and, and to go to North Alabama. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, uh, you know, like I said, I, I, I can't remember if he stayed two years. Uh, I don't think it was, it wasn't more than three for sure, but I think it went only been two years. Yeah. I think he went to Akron maybe or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Somewhere in the back, I think. Yeah. 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 But, uh, what we see here as well, kind of on the, 
on the def- you know talk about the defense being out there. Defense has to go right back out there, and, and they do they do a really good job here, as you know you, you force them, uh, um, you know force them with the with the third and long, and then end up you know getting the stop. I mean that th- that would have I think made things especially tough had had Grand Valley just gone right down and and scored here again. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. I mean, that was, that was huge for our defense, uh, you know, to, to get that stop. And, uh, we had good, you know, uh, we had a good punt. We had good coverage on the punt and, uh, uh we had good field position and then they, they lost a few yards. So, uh, you know, they're sitting at fourth and 11. So, uh, that was big for us. Yeah. Well, and looking at this, I mean, you think, Hey, you know, maybe we get the ball and, in pretty good field position doesn't end up happening because I believe this punt ends up being a, a championship game record. I think it's something like a 71 yard punt. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it was at the time and it may still be, um, you know, just talk about a, a friendly grand Valley bounce and roll. Yeah. Um, it's, that's just, uh, that's that momentum thing. You know, I mean, things just happen like that. And, uh, you know, it's one of those deals where we're, where we should have caught the punt, uh, uh, they had good coverage on it, and I and I think uh, you know I think Jordan was a little hesitant, didn't want to fumble it, and so he's just going to let it bounce, and it takes that kind of a bounce, and so here we are, we're back on our you know inside our own twenty. And so, uh, and I first think... play, the <laughs> first play, we drop a pass. Yeah, to the guy who doesn't. Right. You know, we, we talked right. about he's a guy who he always catches it with his hands. He never, you know, I mean, that's, that's the shocking thing is Jake Soy dropped a pass that, you know, I, I don't know, maybe it's a touchdown, maybe not. I mean, he has, um, you know, I mean, just, oh yeah, that's a, that's a tough, that's a tough one. And, uh, again, the guy, you know, who's, who's been, I think, as you called, you called him after the game, your money man. Mm-hmm. All season is uh, that's when you really know. I think maybe things are are going against you. Yeah, yeah. It just uh, <laughs> it kind of all stacks up against you, and, and you can see. I mean, they're really they're really loaded up. Uh, you know, to stop the run here, and uh, that was a great call, by the way. For, you know, on, on first down by Coach Doral to to go with play action pass from deep in our own territory, and it uh, you know it should have been a great play, but yeah. uh, now here we are. Uh, we're back third and long and, uh, those aren't much fun. No, man. The, they, it was great when they flashed those stats of Jake. I mean, what an unbelievable, just, I mean, him and Blake were, were an unbelievable combination anyway, but I mean, this season, I mean, it, it was video, it was video game numbers. I mean, those of us that, you know, played NCAA football and Madden and all that stuff. I mean, that that's what it was. I mean, it all, it almost wasn't real. <laughs> the numbers well, they put it, up were just nuts. Yeah, it really was. And, uh, like I said, Jake, Jake deserved uh, both of those guys put a lot of work in, uh, you know, and uh, uh, for Blake, it was uh, it was an opportunity to, to play, uh, you know, to his chance to start. And for and, and for Jake, it was a little bit the same way. Uh, Jake didn't play a lot the year before uh, not, and uh, played some. Uh, but we had really high expectations for him. And uh, boy, he really. Uh, uh, he just had to, he had to, it took him a little while to, to adjust to college football, um, you know, from, from high school football, uh, even though, you know, you know, he played running back in high school, just the, I think the toughness of college football, uh, 
especially for a receiver. I think that was that was tough for him. Well, here you know we see Danny Richard, who's probably the best defender for Grand Valley. Um, un- unfortunate way for his his uh, I don't know if he's a senior, possibly his career to end or at least the season here. But w- while this is going on, one other thing I I did want to ask you about, you know, is is we talked about. Um, you know, the offense and obviously the change, right? You know, you guys go go with pace. You you implement some of this pistol. Do you, who, who's, you know, was that any particular person's idea? Was it an AD thing? Something you say, hey, coach, I saw this. Or was it something you saw? You know, I think maybe Nevada was one of the first schools that ever really used the pistol. And it was probably about this time or maybe slightly before, although they were more of a running team with it. I mean, what... Um, was there I something think, you guys saw from a different school that that kind of gave you the idea to go go with this different offense in 09? Well, I think I think the you know it 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 just fit what we were trying to do with with Blake and Laron especially. Um, you know, it, it, we we were able to keep uh, Laron as a as a uh, you know as a tailback in the tailback position, uh, but we were able to get Blake instead of having him. Uh, having him uh, to one side or the other, uh, we had, you know, we had him right there. And uh, so we, it, it gave us a little better use of Laurent, I think. Uh, you know, he could go either way that way. And, of course, get the penalty, got to back up and punt, and it's just, um, just kind of unfortunate. And here, Coach Bostwick is really fired up about something, and I, for the life of me, cannot figure it out. Well, there's times when Coach Boswick got fired up that none of us could figure it out. <laughs> it, it was obviously something with officiating because he was uh, uh, he was trying to uh, to help the officials, which uh, never seemed to work out for us. <laughs> I like how you put that. He's trying to help uh, help the officials. That's good. <laughs> But uh, no, I think that there might have been a uh, there might have been a hit on the uh, a block on the special teams. I think uh, from his reaction, I'm sure that's what it was. But uh, but anyway, I mean, it, it, and it's just one of those deals. It, it, there's it's that frustration again, you know. Uh, and then they come with a great play here, and uh, you know, all of a sudden they're down. Uh, he's just about in the red zone already. Yeah, well, yeah, they get to start. They get, it ends up when they're punting deep, right? They get the bounce, the long punt, and so it, the field position gets flipped. But against you guys, when you think it would go for you guys, they start at midfield, and and uh, yeah, they they come up when I think they run this kind of reverse, right? Smolin kid a couple yeah. of different times in the uh, at least in the in the second half, and and uh, yeah, you know, give them a short can, field and. Right. You can just see as you watch, I mean, they've got some, they, you can see they've got the momentum. Their players are anxious. Uh, they're excited to, to get the line of scrimmage and, and get going because they, they can feel it, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, like I said, that's a credit to, to Grand Valley. Uh, they're that, uh, they're a great program and those kids, uh, they're winners and uh, they could, they could feel things slipping for us. And, uh, uh, you know, and, and going right for them. Well, and talk about going right here. They have the fumble. I mean, boy, the ball, ball bounces a different way. <laughs> you know, things, <laughs> things could have changed a lot, but again, yeah. as happened so many times in the second half, the ball just didn't bounce your way. And you know, he, he's able to recover it. Not only that, he, he, uh, I think the gates gates was his name makes, makes a couple moves and, 
and uh you know and they don't don't end up losing a whole lot of yards and yeah and kind of keep uh keep this uh keep this drive alive so to speak yeah and you know and uh again it's uh you know, i think the the fact that we had been there four years this was our fifth year in a row and we had lost the four previous ones i think that starting to work on our psyche a little bit too you know thinking oh gee here we go again it's we're gonna are we gonna let this and slip away you know i uh i I don't know what our players are thinking, but I'm sure that in some of them's mind, uh, that, uh, that thought passed through. So, uh, and that's a dangerous thought. Sure. Well, it's human nature, right? Is you, Oh, here we go again. You know I mean? It's just, yeah. just natural. Yeah. If you guys didn't have the, I don't know if you want to call it the weight of those four straight losses. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the game plays out differently. Who knows? But it's, yeah. it's almost, it almost seems like here's the, as they, you know, score kind of the one long big play that they ended up having um, in the second half. You know, you, you guys were almost playing two different opponents. It, it seemed like there's, you're, you're playing this losing streak and having to play Grand Valley as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure that I, I'm sure that's a factor. There's no doubt about that. It was interesting coach that you brought up the body language because while their body language is great, it kind of mirrors how you guys were in the first half, you know, with just kind of, and, and maybe that's how, you know, if, if you're ever going to see the effects of momentum, I guess that's it. And how kind of the players are, are reacting as uh, you know, you guys couldn't do anything wrong seemingly in, in the first half until, you know, get that, that, uh, that bad call down at the goal line towards the end. I mean, body language, everything was good. It's, you know, you, you can kind of see it with their guys here as, uh, you know, as things kind of start going their way. Yeah. Well, there's no doubt about that. And, uh, they, they, they come up with some good plays too. And, uh, you know, I mean, uh, took advantage of some things and, and, and caught us in the, in the right coverage there and, uh, got, got our safety occupied, uh, over the middle and, uh, the guy on the outside wide open. Well, and, and one of the things too, I, I made this in my notes here as, as we get, uh, get ready for this kickoff is you want to see body language. I think you really kind of see it on this, on this kickoff, um, on their kickoff coverage on this, uh, on this kickoff as I'm, I'm a little bit ahead of myself here, but, um, you know, where, you know, they're, you know, it, they are just, you can just really tell how, how fired up they are in, and probably some of them thought maybe in the first half that it was a game, um, game they were out of great shot, by the way, of you and you and rich there on the sidelines. I don't know that rich would like me saying this, but, but I'll say a youthful. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He'll probably kill me. I know coach will kill me for saying that, but, but, uh, there you go. Well, that was that was 13 years ago. It so, was, uh, yeah. So that, things have changed, but uh, <laughs> yeah, they, uh, um, well, you know, like you said, they just uh, uh, everything everything is mirrored and going going their way, and uh, uh, you know, they make great play on the kickoff coverage. So uh, uh, here we go. Just you, you, all you need a lot of times uh, for us is we need one big play. And then that changes things for both of us. And we just, for whatever reason, we can't get that big play right now. Yeah. And uh, we had the big play with Miles, and then we have a penalty, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, it's just uh, 
those are the kind of things that uh, make the game interesting. Yeah. Well, obviously, I mean, we, we all know what that big play is. It's it's the fourth down pass to Jake Soy, which, of course, will get there. But, yeah. You know, that's kind of, I think, the thing that you guys are looking for. And here, you know, coming out here on, on this drive, you go with the bootleg again, you know, talk about Blake's mobility, finds Jake Soy. Yeah. You're not going to be able to cover cover him all game. And no. uh, so, so I mean, there's, you know, I'm, sh- I'm sure you guys making adjustments there and saying, okay, you know, you know, Blake had got sacked the last drive. They're getting kind of collapsed in the pocket a little bit. And uh, that, you know, again, adjustments on each side of the ball and, and you guys kind of uh, countered to that. Well, it, it, you know, and I think there again, uh, if you look at the next play, um, they're just loaded up on the line of scrimmage. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they're doing a great job. They, we ran the ball pretty much the way we wanted to in the first half. And uh, they're, they're getting some penetration up front. Uh, you know, they've, uh, they've stopped, stopped Laurent a few times, uh, in the backfield and, uh, you know, there we, there we have a penalty. And so, you know, it's just, uh, <laughs> we just can't seem to get out of the rut right now. Mm-hmm. Well, and that, and that kind of that little, I don't know, touch pass, I guess was, was kind of, a um, you know, was something we saw a lot more out of this pistol formation as, as, as AD would, you know, continue to call plays over the years. And then, you know, it was something that we kind of saw a lot of. Um, and, and I'll be honest, I don't remember I don't know. I'm not saying either one of you guys came up with that, but I don't remember seeing any other team, whether it was MIAA, division two, division one, whatever, um, really ever run a play like that. Cause it's, you know, it, it is technically a pass. You, you, you know, get the snap kind of, you know, it's just kind of this well, you, touch pass. You actually, you can actually go back about uh, three years. Um, I think it was in six when we lost or when we beat Midwestern at home. I don't know if you remember that or not. When we had the big controversy because we were running it already then. And, oh, uh, yeah. And that's when you... Yeah. <laughs> That's when you got on the refs and, and they find, ended up reversing their call. A, that was one of the biggest mistakes I ever made because I, I, I was persistent enough and they, I mean, they made, they, they ended up making the right call, but I got the call changed. And after that, Bosley thought we could get every call changed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there's, but, there's, a, there's a clip on YouTube of that. And I think I've brought it up with you before of, if I think it was uh, maybe Ryan Minley on on KQ two. Well, I was wired up that day. Yeah. Besides, <laughs> so that really made it bad. But, uh, do it for the kids, or do what's yeah. right for the kids, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I did say something like <laughs> it's that. The famous so. line. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but no, it's uh, you know, it's just uh, you, we we just. Uh, we're having problems uh, getting things going here, and uh, uh, you know, there, there again, we get uh, we get the ball to Jake, and uh, that uh, uh, keeps us going. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do remember uh, thinking this third quarter would never end. It seemed like the clock didn't move. Uh, you know, when you <laughs> when you're up by uh, a couple of touchdowns, you want the clock to run. And for whatever reason, it just, uh, you know, there's still five minutes left in the first, in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it seems like it's, uh, taken forever. So. Well, and it looks like you guys are starting to take, obviously this play happens, but it looks like you guys are starting to take some momentum back. You get a couple of first downs. And then of course, Jordan has a great run 
I don't know the you know the guy gets his helmet on the ball, makes a great play, um, and and they fumble and, and Grand Valley gets it back and again you know you, you start to think okay you know maybe you know we're gonna grab some momentum back you score you know that would have been heck even a field goal would have would have been just something nice to get on that drive and and yeah. uh, and again you know here we go I'm I'm sure at this point you're really looking at the clock thinking. Yeah, the third quarter is never going to end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look where the ball is. We're on their twenty-five yard line. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so. Well, and and that was another thing too about some of the, you know the other some of those other um, national championship of those four. You know, there was you, you know there were key turnovers in that game that kind of led to what a great play. He doesn't end up making the tackle. What a great play by Sean Paddock right there, getting off the ball. Um, but, uh, you know, there, there were key points in those games, too, where it seemed like, you know, kind of uncharacteristic turnovers by the Bearcats. Uh, yeah, and, and, you know, it's just, uh, <laughs> uh, like I said, those things start to creep back in your minds. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I'll admit that there, was, there were some points in here where I'm thinking, oh, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't want to go down this road again, but uh, looks like we are. So, uh, uh here they they do a great job with the reverse and uh yep they run that reverse again yeah so but you know i mean uh like i said i I just couldn't wait for this third quarter to get over it seemed like you know if you get in the fourth quarter it's a little different but Mm -hmm. uh we i felt like we've you know we've given away a whole quarter there and uh you can't do that in a championship game sure Well, and again, I mean, there's Sean Paddock running down the field. I mean, he's a guy I actually recently, when, when this is going to air here for a couple of weeks from from recording time here, uh, great tackle there by Justin Welch. But um, I had an an opportunity recently to to talk to uh, Sean, and so that was that was mm-hmm. kind of fun to talk about, you know, you know, get his perspective right because him and, and the rest of these fifth year seniors, you know, they're their red shirt year. And then the three years leading up to this one, all championship losses. And so I'm yeah. sure for those guys, especially, um, you know, well, it, it was I, rough, you know, we never, I, I never questioned afterwards, but that had to be, uh, I mean, that had to be a factor that had to be in their minds, you know, or, you know, uh, are we going to go down this, this path again? And so, uh, uh, for them to, for them to finally overcome was, uh, you know, that was a great accomplishment for him, I thought. And the penalty there for Grand yeah. Valley, which is a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of respite, maybe gets a it's a defense to uh to catch their breath a little bit. The interesting yeah. thing too, kind of as we're going along, the the one thing I that I really kind of noticed as I was rewatching this was was just the different defensive looks, especially as we get into the fourth quarter that coach Bostwick was, uh, ends up going with a great fake. There. Yeah. He gave, he gave, <laughs> he was throwing everything out there. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. We, uh, we had, uh, you know, I mean, and that was, uh, uh, that was one thing about coach. He wasn't, uh, wasn't afraid to, uh, to, to gamble. And, uh, we, that was a situation where we had to gamble and sit, deal like that. Yeah, they give a great look at this play where I think where when they fake this little shovel pass 
where they yeah. wanted to go his receiver falls down even that basket i tell you what he was he's not somebody i really ever remember that much about other than this game as far as you know being an all-american or going on to other things but he he was a big physical receiver and he he was one of the, i think their big factors and um you know you see him have a lot of big catches in the second half especially yeah you know and that's uh that's kind of the way it goes you know in games like this uh somebody's uh, usually somebody's gonna make a play or make some big plays that uh, that you really you know the winning teams are going to get that from somebody that they really didn't expect to and uh he was one of those guys and there's sean paddock he does this a, a few different times in the second half where he basically comes down the line and, and ends up shooting the gap and mm-hmm. he's a guy i think maybe that that uh doesn't always get his due credit he didn't ever have a monster sack season but it seemed like all four years he was pretty consistent i think he was the all-time sack leader when he left he um, was uh sean was a great player uh played with a lot of energy uh you know and uh uh, was a led by example. Uh, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't a guy that was a real, uh, vocal guy. Uh, but, uh, you just knew you're going to get a great effort from him. And, uh, uh, if he made a mistake, he made a mistake. He never, he never dwelled on it. That was, I mean, you know, uh, he forgot he had a short memory and, uh, that that's what you have to have. Great tackle by Chad Kilgore in that screen. They keep running that screen. They do get the first down, but I think if you know if Chad doesn't make that tackle, maybe they, they, uh, you know, the the guy has has opportunity to to score a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. And there we see Roberto yes. Davis, current uh, assistant coach for the Bearcats. Yeah, uh, he was, making a play he was there. Just a, a fingertip away from getting the sack there. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, just uh, <laughs> again, it's the same thing. You know, we're just. We're just short that much of uh, really getting things done. And uh, you can see finally the, the clock's running down here. <laughs> We're about to get the third quarter where we're with anyway. So, Well, and I'm sure it's it's a, a uh, welcome break for the defense that again, I mean, they're, they're right there. I mean, they're, they're fighting grand Valley tooth and nail and they're not making anything easy on them, but man, they are just, it just seemed like they were on the, on the field the, the entire third quarter. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's tough when you, when you have that, that type of a situation, it's just, uh, it's just tough for your defense, uh, to, uh, you know, and, and it's the, it's the momentum thing. Uh, you know, Grand Valley, when you're on offense and you're, you're scoring, you don't get tired, you know, and when you're on defense and the other team's scoring, you get real tired. And that's kind of exactly what was happening there. And, uh, in the third quarter. Well, and it finally, finally, here we go. It finally, uh, comes to an end. And when the defense is out on the field, I mean, what are, what is your focus, right? I know AD's the play caller. I mean, you're you're, you're there. You know, I I never I ne- I don't ever remember seeing you not there on the sideline. But are are you talking to him on the headset? Are you guys, you know, you know, is, yeah, is he talking I, I to Blake on on his headset? I mean, usually, what's going on while the defense is? Well, um, when the defense is out there, um, you know, I, I always felt like you know my job is to manage the game. Uh, the timeouts, the, uh, you know, the momentum things, the penalties, uh, all that. Uh, I'm not, uh, you know, I, I don't, uh, I'm not going to 
call the plays on offense. I did for a few years there, but uh, for the most part, you know, uh, I'm going to let, let those guys call. And, and uh, uh, when, especially, I, you know, I'm more of an offensive coach. Okay. I always have been. And so when the defense is out there, uh, I had total, total confidence in, in coach Foster. Uh, never, never question. I mean, you know, sure. There's times when we say, well, we should, should we do this or should we do that? But for the most part, he's, he's going to call everything on defense. And so when they're out there, I, I was actually, you know, coach Doral and I would be talking about things we could do, uh, in between plays anyway. And, uh, uh, you know, like I said, it's still my, my job as a head coach is still to manage the game and to be, uh, to make sure that we're, using the clock right and uh, penalties and all that stuff. So you, you, you can't just uh, ignore what's going on on the field. Sure. Right, right. Well, and here they're knocking on the door again as the, you know, the fourth quarter starts. But, um, and again, the defense just flying around, maybe may helped by the little break in between quarters. Um, it definitely didn't make it easy for them down in here to score and they get a, get a penalty that backs them up a little bit. Well, you know, uh, it, it, one thing about it is you do want the clock, you know, like I said, <laughs> the, the, the clock is you, you, you want the clock to be your friend. You want the clock to run. And so the longer it takes them, uh, to score here, that gives them that much less time later on in the game. So, uh, even though you know, even though it might not seem that way, these are still critical plays for us. And uh, uh, at, at the time, it didn't seem like a winning play for us. In the long run, we got a win out of it. So, well, and uh, the other thing that's that's kind of interesting too that ends up coming into play is that blocked extra point. It ends up being yeah. so so key. Is here they, you know throw another screen well, but well that's a that's a three that's a three point difference mm -hmm. uh, yeah, they I mean, lost a point and we gained two so you know and that's uh when it was 23 to 20 uh yeah it would have really been, been 20 it should have been 21 mm -hmm. to 21 that's absolutely exactly right so uh yeah that's a huge play uh, people don't people don't realize how important uh a lot of people don't realize how important special teams are and uh like i said that uh, you know uh, I, I was always proud of what we did offensively and defensively. I thought we were great teams. Uh, we did great things on both sides of the ball, but I always felt like our special teams, uh, for the most part, separated us from the good to the outstanding teams because we were always we were always solid on special teams. And I, and I, I give a lot of credit to our kids. Uh, they were always we put a lot of emphasis on special teams as a team. And they bought into that. And so, you know, in some places, starters don't want to be on special teams. Mm -hmm. uh, there was times when we would have to take starters off of special teams and say, well, we, we need to give you a little bit of a break. But they wanted to be on there. They knew how important they were. And uh, uh, so that made quite a difference. Well, and that's it's funny that you bring that up because that's something that always kind of struck me uh, is is you would watch other teams and they wouldn't have starters out there and you know you you uh you know you see that here you know you on even on kick coverage and other things i mean the guys making the plays a lot of times 
are uh, are some of the very same starters. And it seemed like they they took a lot of pride in. And I knew, you know, that's I knew that was something that was always. I mean, from you knew we were always going to block a lot of kicks or even returns. I mean, good grief, some of the great return return men, you know, from a Tony Miles, who, by the way, I just recently got to see. I think it was in. 99 maybe he had a return against central missouri might have been 2000 i don't i don't remember which year it was but i went back and saw the kick the 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 coverage where he makes like 10 of the 11 guys miss he doesn't end up scoring a touchdown but it was one of the most amazing returns i've ever seen you say you know jamaica rector obviously jordan simmons here is who's just a redshirt freshman he ends up being a great you know bearcat return guy over the course of his career and and so many guys but it wasn't just it wasn't just blocking kicks it wasn't just returns it was kind of all all the facet talk about kickers had had you had pretty good luck here this you know in 09 you have a freshman todd adolph and so had had pretty good luck with with four-year kickers and punters as well mike stadler was the punter on this team great great bearcat punter as well yeah uh, we you know we've we've been we've been blessed to have some good players uh you know, on uh, uh, on special teams, uh, some guys outstanding, return guys, and uh, you know all that. But one of the things about our returns, our returns were set up. Uh, we had we had great talented kids on returns, but a lot of the thing, uh, one of the things that helped us is the pressure that we put, especially on punts, uh, because when teams know you're going to pressure the punt, they can't cover, and. Uh, that's what we always told them. Even if, you know, we told our guys, even if, even if it's a situation where, uh, we're not, you know, we're going for a return, we're not going for the, the block. We've got to make them think we're going for the block. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so many times you watch punt return people and, and the guys up front, uh, they'll take one step and then they'll, they'll turn and run. Well, everybody knows then that it's a return, but, we would always tell our guys, go, you know, go like you're going to block the punt. And we had guys, we actually had guys that would block the punt on, on a return uh, because they, nobody blocked them. And so, uh, you know, we always said, if you, if you can get it, go. So. Yeah. And here there ends up being a timeout. I think that, that ends up uh, um, preventing. And there's, I know there's a, there's a clip on here somewhere. As we see Coach Bostwick and Yeah. It doesn't look thrilled. <laughs> no. Well, lucky you can't read lips. <laughs> right, <yes. laughs> well, we could a little bit there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but no, it's you know, that and, and for all of us it, it's just so frustrating because you know, this is a game that shouldn't you know, in our minds shouldn't be a game and here it's going to end up being a three point game here in a little bit. And, uh, uh, we're all feeling that same frustration. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure you feel, you know, uh, along with that frustration, the balls doesn't seem to be bouncing your way. All the, all the calls seem to be not going, um, you know, not, uh, not going your way and here you're, you're letting yeah, the, uh... I'm trying to help them out a little bit too. So <laughs> you seem you seem pretty fired up. Well, I think I was probably right. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't. Uh, I you know I officiated a lot in my uh, in my early career. I was a basketball official. I don't know if we okay. talked about that. No, I did. I did not know. Oh that. yeah, 
Yeah, I worked, uh, matter of fact, at one point, um, I was a signature away from getting out of coaching. Uh, I was going to sell New York Life, and I was going to concentrate on being a, I had moved up to Division Two basketball, and I thought that I had the possibilities of being a Division One basketball official, and that's what I was going to do. And unfortunately, uh, when it came, when it came right down to it, I just decided I couldn't, uh, I didn't have the heart to sell life insurance. <laughs> <And so> <laughs> I, I stayed in coaching and, uh, uh, no, I worked, uh, uh, I worked a lot of basketball and I loved it. And so I always, you know, I always had kind of a, I understood officials and, uh, obviously officials make mistakes and I understood that. Uh, my problem was is when I when it was a blatant mistake uh, that I knew that they knew, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, uh, that's when I would uh, that's when I would make some make some noise. But uh, for the most part, I I didn't uh, I didn't say a lot. But you know, look at here, look at their fans, and uh, it's twenty three to twenty, and we still got twelve and a half minutes to go in the game. And I you know I'm sure our fans are all sitting over there thinking. Well, here we go again. Yeah, it's going to be a uh, long anybody, drive back has, to Maryville, maybe. Has, has anybody ever lost five in a row? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Well, and, and then, too, it was always a great atmosphere. I, unfortunately, only ever got to go to one. Uh, I think it was the 06, the second Grand Valley uh, uh, matchup. But, um, and, which we get, yeah, here's Tyler Shaw with this with this really nice return. But, and yeah. you can get well, a penalty as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but, uh, but I mean, there there had to have been a love affair, right? Of of Florence, Alabama, and part of it, I mean, obviously, it was after after your coaching days. But a little bit sad that that uh, of course North Alabama not even Division Two anymore. But sad that the n- nice that the that the game was in you know in Kansas City for a few years. But but maybe kind of bittersweet not being in in Florence anymore. Yeah, it's uh, we had you know um, I guess my coaching career we were there what, seven times? Mm-hmm. And they were great experiences. Um, the people there were just, uh, were such good people. Uh, the host, we had the same host every time. And, uh, you know, I still, uh, uh, those guys are, are special guys, you know, and uh, our kids always loved it. We, we just really had a good time with it. And uh, uh, I hated to see it leave Florence, Alabama, but uh uh, the last few years in McKinney, Texas, I think uh, I think that's a good home too, and uh, I think it's really been good. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I haven't had, had an opportunity to go down there and see the great facilities and everything, but yeah, I've heard really good things about uh, about McKinney. Yeah, the the, the facilities, but uh, more than the facilities, I think uh, the people that are spon- that are putting on the game, the people that are in the backgrounds, those people, it, it's, it's a different atmosphere in Texas. Those people appreciate football. Football's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And not that it wasn't in Alabama because it was in Florence too, but in Kansas city, um, great facilities and a beautiful setting, but the, it put, it, it was different. It, it wasn't, uh, it was a football game just because it was a football game and it wasn't, uh, wasn't you know it wasn't like this is really special and uh, a part of that i think is because it's you know it's a big city uh, where you get a smaller place like florence or even like mckinney and they buy into it a lot more so i uh, I, I, I hope 
I hope it can stay in McKinney for a long time. My daughter lives in McKinney, so I love that. So, oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, uh, we really, uh, it, it really is, uh, really is a good time here. Well, this, I mean, obviously things are, you can get a penalty, get a sack, and but this, I think, is it ends up being one of the plays of the game. One is Blake somehow doesn't get sacked twice, but two, LaRon makes an unbelievable play here to even make it to where you guys might consider going for it on fourth down. Here's where setting up, you know, the big play of the second half. Was there, I mean, obviously if this play doesn't happen, I'm guessing you guys probably aren't going for it. Was there a yardage marker that you said, okay, if it's fourth and less than this, we're going to go for it. No, you know, I, I don't know that, uh, there's it just feel that, you just go by. Yeah, feel, kind it's of? Just feel. I remember when coach Doral called this, he said to me, he said, okay, we're calling, uh, what is it? One four. It's forty two one forty two. And he said, Coach, we're probably going to have to throw it. And I said, That's all right. You know, I mean, if that's what it is, it, we checked at the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, they're loaded up in the box. We're not going to be able to run for four yards. I mean, and they had done a great job of stopping our running game anyway. And so, uh, you know, so we checked to the pass. Uh, and uh, Jake makes a, you know, Blake makes a great throw, and Jake makes a great catch, and we ended up. We ended up getting the, you know, uh, I'm not quite sure how, how we got into this, but we ended up getting, uh, they didn't have a corner covered him. They had a safety covered him, and that uh, that was a, a big factor. I questioned the sanity, one, that you would cover him man-to-man, -man, and I think McGuckin is who was covering him, and I think he's the tallest defender. Okay, I get mm -hmm. that, but it, it was fourth and four. It wasn't fourth and one or inches. They just load everybody in the box, box no safety over top. I just... I'll be honest. I mean, of course, hindsight's twenty twenty, but the year the year that Jake's always having, it just makes absolutely no sense to me. I can't. I've I've thought about it a thousand different ways, and I I don't understand why you don't put two guys out there. I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> no, if they would have, we would have run the ball probably. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I I you know, like I said, I remember when we said, you know, immediately we said after Laron made the play, we said, hey, uh, we're going for it, and. Uh, and Coach Doral, you know, he's he's got these, you know, he he knows in a in a situation like this, this is what we're going to run. And he said to me, he said, okay, we're going to run forty two one forty two, but he said more than likely we're going to end up throwing it. And I said, well, that's uh, that's why we got that's why we got the checks in there. And and, and so uh, is that something you signal in from the sideline that check, or is that a check that that Blake knows uh, he can he well, can we, go run we, or pass? No, we we signal it in from the sideline. It okay. comes from the box. Okay, uh, so we know we're going to run either forty two ISO or one forty two uh, all go. What we call one forty two all go. Uh, and as soon as the uh, as soon as the we're up on the line of scrimmage. Coach Doral's looking at the defensive lineman. He's saying, okay, uh, one or two. One is run and two is pass or whatever we use. It. And uh, we signal that in, and that's what we go with. So in, in this case, uh, it was obvious uh, we were going to throw the football. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, that's our check, and that's what we're going to. And big players make big plays Yeah, in the big no moments. Doubt. For sure. Yeah. Well, and what a shot in the arm that is. I think, you know, we're a little bit past it now, but you can see the sideline after that happens. Even on the kickoff coverage, you know, there's just like the guys have a little bit extra, I don't know, pep in their step. And, uh, man, what what a shot in the arm 
and it ends up being the you know ba- you know the winning margin and and the you know the the game winning touchdown well it is and uh, i you know i think like <laughs> i think it it was almost like a little bit of that burden that's been hanging on us might have been lifted for just a little bit there like Oh man, we got a little bit of a reprieve anyway. They're going to have to score twice to beat us, or you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. And uh, I, I, there's no doubt that that was a, a huge swing in momentum for us. Well, you know, and to, and to beat a dead horse to go back to that blocked extra point, it's a one-score game here still. You know, if that doesn't happen, so that that yeah. you know ends up making it a two-score game, and you guys have essentially some breathing room here. Yeah, there's the, that. That's absolutely right. So, uh, uh, you know, this is the that, that was a huge play, and uh, uh, I think it. You know, there's no doubt that it carries over to our defense as well. It gives him a little, a uh, little more of a, uh, a momentum thing too, and uh, puts a little more pressure on Grand Valley as well. Well, well, and if we're and it's not exactly apples to apples here, but if we're talking about great catches in Florence, Alabama, I mean, maybe it's not the great catch in, in, in night from 99. Um, but I mean, it's, it's up there with one of the most memorable ones. I, I'll never forget the, the picture on the front page of the news press and, uh, of Jake catching the ball and going into the end zone there. And, uh, and obviously it's, I think it is, you know, I think it's, it's up there with, with 99 and, and, uh, you know, the, the great catches that, that end up, you know, being so pivotal and winning national championships for the Bearcats. Well, it's, it's, it was just, you know, like you said, it's not just a great catch. It's a great play. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, uh, everybody executed, uh, uh, on a play action pass like that, your offensive line's got to do, they've got to do their job. They've got to sell a run. Uh, they can't just stand up and pass block. And, uh, we did a great job of that there was no, I mean, you could see there was nobody back there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, it was Jake and, uh, and, and the, the coverage guy and that was it. And so, uh, and, but then it takes, uh, not only that it takes a good pass, you know, pass has got to be there and, uh, the, the coverage wasn't that bad. Then Jake's got to make a great catch too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, here, we, you know, here's that, you know, here's that reverse again. They did run it a, a couple more times, but again, the, the defense, I mean, that's again, you know, talk about being tired when, when things are going your way, it's a little bit easier. Maybe you don't feel that your legs don't feel as, as heavy or as, as a tired, but the defense is still, still doing their thing again when they've been, um, yeah, here we go. That's a great stat when they bring up the time of possession because good grief, you know, it just seemed like Grand Valley was on the ball or was on the field. <laughs> Their offense was on the field the whole the whole second half. Yeah, and and honestly, we, we really, <laughs> in spite of all that, we played really good defense. We really did, you know. I mean, we made them, we really made them earn everything. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where, they they got some breaks and kept things going and, and, and we made a few mistakes some critical mistakes so uh, but uh, you know the good thing now you look at uh, you know we're down we're down to you know less than half of the fourth quarter is left now and uh, when that clock wasn't moving before uh, finally it's starting to move now so uh, it makes a it makes a big difference. Yeah. Well, yeah, it seems, yeah, it's six, years or six forty-five. That seems a whole lot better than, than, uh, you know, when it seems stuck on 
seven, eight. Stocking on three minutes, minutes, three, minutes third. <laughs> three minutes left of the third quarter. It seemed like it stayed there forever. So, uh, yeah, we got here is uh, holding on us and holding on them. So they're offsetting penalties. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know where their holding was at. Yeah, right there. That's definitely holding. And, our, and ours was definitely, oh, my, that was a takedown there. <laughs> um, but uh, our holding was definitely holding, too. So, uh, you know, good call. So, yeah, that that's that was a wrestling move by their uh, yeah. tight end, I think is who it was. Yeah. But, no, it's, uh, you know, and, and, and like I said, the, the good thing is here, um, it's a two-score game. You know, so now we're down to six and a half minutes left and go back to that blocked extra point again. If not, this is this is a one score game. And so uh, it's uh, it's still a two score game. What a great play there. That uh, was by EJ. EJ. Yeah. Um, EJ was a good cover corner. He really was. He uh, he wasn't you know, he wasn't a physical guy. Uh, but, uh, he, he, he was, he did a great job. Uh, EJ didn't make many mistakes. Uh, he didn't say a lot. He wasn't a flashy player, but, uh, he always did his job. Uh, that was well worth it. Well, I think he's a, is he like an athlete, like a trainer or something, athletic trainer or something. Now I'll see pictures of him on Facebook friends with him. And I tell you what, the guy is in absolutely incredible shape. He looks like he could go play today. <laughs> he is I, he is in really spectacular shape. I'll have to get him on my Facebook. I haven't seen that. That's good to hear. I, I think isn't he in is he in the Kansas City area somewhere or not? I don't know. Be, okay. I don't know to be honest with you. Okay. I I, I don't know either. But uh you know, uh so now here now things are not quite as easy for them. Uh right. you know, and uh some of those breaks, uh, that's the thing, you know, a game, a 60 minute game, uh, there's going to be stretches where there's good breaks and there's bad breaks and, uh, that's going to happen. So, wow, what a catch that, uh, was a great throw and catch there. So. Well, and I think as we'll see, and I, this, but this play ends up getting reviewed and they'll show up, show a. I think this may be, to be completely honest with you, the worst call of the game by the officials because they end up and we're going to see this thing from, we're going to see this replay a bunch of different times because of the fact that they replay it. And and to uh-huh. me, because you see the ball kind of squirt out. Well, you don't really see it in this angle, but there's another angle they're going to show coming up where it's pretty obvious to me anyway, with my green tinted glasses on, here we go, where the ball is out and hits the ground. And, uh-huh. and uh, the fact that they reviewed it, and still called it a catch is just absolutely. In fact, I was talking to Brandon Meisner about this as we were, uh, we rode together to media day as we were leaving. We were talking about this specific. Yeah. There's play. the ball right there. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. and the fact that they have this same view, they can look at it and they still called it a catch. That's why I think this is worse because they had an opportunity to fix it and they didn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, you talk about all the plays that just went against the Bearcats in the second half. Well, there's uh, there's, there's another, another one. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, although I uh, would have been fourth and ten at this point, they probably go for it down two yeah. scores, and then who knows what happens. But yeah, um, but still, yeah, it has me has me scratching the 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 argument between the two. Uh, commentators in the booth. Pam Ward is, does play by play on Ray something. I don't remember the gentleman who does color for this game, but he, uh, 
is is a pretty entertaining thing. So if anybody wants to go back and watch that, it's a pretty entertaining little uh, back and forth between the two of them. But uh, yeah, and here you go. Here's here's where they where they nice nice shot there on the sideline of Scott and you and Rich um, all together. Kind of nice. Well, this is, you know they they did decide to review it uh, at this point. Uh, but like you said, they, after reviewing it, they still made the wrong call. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Which is, I mean, if you make the wrong call, it's bang, bang play. I, I, I have not done the officiating that you have. I did take officiating football, baseball, and basketball up at Northwest. Just, you know, did a few games or whatever to understand the challenges, right? Mm -hmm. That the the officials don't have an easy job, but, but when they have, you know, again, when they have an opportunity, which this had to be one of the first D2 games um, that there was replay. And I don't remember when, the, when they started that, but it oh, wasn't a- we had replay. Um, I can't remember either which year it was, but uh, we had it for a few years in there. Okay. Um, you know, and it was they, probably just they, for this game or just the ESPN games, maybe. Yeah, it was uh, usually it was just the, the, uh, the semifinals and the finals where you had, you had the replay and, uh, you bring in one replay official and it was usually an sec replay official or a, a big 12 or a big 10. I mean, they were, they were good. They were good. And they always told us in the coaches meeting, they said, look, don't waste your, don't waste your time out uh, for a replay. They said, if it's close, we're going to, we're going to stop the game and, and get it right. And uh, I think in this case, that's, you know, I mean, that's what they did. They did, <laughs> your opinion and my opinion it still didn't get it right but we didn't <laughs> right. call time out we didn't call time out to, to get them to review it and so uh but uh you know here's uh yeah, well, you know there's some of the stats there what mm-hmm. all the things that have happened so uh but uh you know the the good thing is here the clock is running yes and uh this is uh this you know, this is a big play right here, third, third and one, and uh, great play there by uh, who was that, Willie? Yeah, by Willie Horn yeah, shooting Willie the Horn. gap and coming in the backside. Yeah. What a great play! Yeah, yeah that was uh, uh, Willie. Uh, Willie played. You know, Willie always had a great motor. He played really hard um, and uh, gave you a great effort. He was a great leader, uh, always positive. Um, he, you know, and now, you know, now Willie, uh, Willie's going to be the, uh, or is the head coach at, Ooh, I want to make sure I got it right. I think it's Park Hill South, maybe. Yeah. He j- that um, just happens yeah, like this the, spring, maybe, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, 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 uh, late winter and, uh, he'll, he'll make a great head coach. I really believe that he, like I said, he just, Willie's got a great personality. He, uh, he's, he, he always stayed calm. Uh, he didn't, uh, you know, he doesn't get up real emotional about anything. And uh, um, he's got a great work ethic. And, uh, you know, he loves loves working with young people. So uh, I'm sure he's going to have a great future as a head coach. The the excitability 
um, I, or, or the calmness. I don't know that he got, I don't think he maybe got that from his mom. Um, she is one of the most entertaining Bearcat moms th that I ever set around. She's actually come up on this podcast before because I, I specifically remember one of the games I set behind her was the next year, the 2010 game against Central where Todd Adolph has the, you know, where the hook and ladder sets up oh, the game winning yeah. field goal. <laughs> and she was just so entertaining because she never stopped cheering for the Bearcats. Didn't matter. Offense, defense, and she was, it, she was really entertaining. Great lady. I never like officially met her or anything. Just kind of knew knew uh -huh. who she was, and she's one of my favorite Bearcat moms of all time. <laughs> she's just very entertaining <laughs> to be around. Well, here they uh, here they do the onside kick, and I don't think it went ten yards. So it didn't. Yeah, it ends up. And they show a great clip of it here coming up. A great replay. the The official announces it wrong. I'll be honest; these officials, I don't remember if they were from the MEC or wh where exactly they're from. They didn't have the <laughs> they didn't have the greatest game. And, well, uh, you know what? Uh, I, I'll guarantee you. You know, we complain about officials, sure, but it always was evident to us when we got in the playoffs, when we got other leagues officials. The MIAA officials are really good; they really are. And uh, now, I, you know, I'm at the championship game every year because of what I do with this coaches' connection and uh, all that, and they. Uh, they all talk about the MIAA, MIAA officials and how good they are and how professional they are. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I just think uh, we don't appreciate them enough. Mm -hmm. Well, I get to meet a couple, one of the newer officials, and I did not get the gentleman's name. He was nice enough. We had a nice little conversation at Media Day the other day. And, uh, and they kind of talked about, you know, some of the rule changes and other things is kind of exciting. Boy, there's a big play, by the way, to, to, yeah. to shift gears is <laughs> talk hand, about the Laurent. ball. Talk about the ball not bouncing northwest way. It did there. Great. You know, yeah. Laron was boy. He was on the ball and he, you know, he ends up gaining a couple yards even. But. Uh, man, that was uh, that was a yeah, that would have that would have been uh, huge for again, huge for the momentum. So. But you can see here, they're just, you know, they're obviously loaded up, uh, loaded up against the run. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, you know, they know at that point you're wanting to run out the clock. And, and yeah. LeBron's had a great game. I mean, they've done a little bit better job in the second half because they've had had to sell out for the run maybe more. But, uh, um, yeah. Ooh, that's a bad stat there. Four losses by, yeah. was it, 19 points? 19 points, points. yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, uh, I mean, I can remember thinking even at this point, you know, it's, it's not over yet. So, mm -hmm. uh, uh, there we, that was a pass we should have caught too. Well, so. and, and do you think, I mean, I, you know, that would have set up fourth and maybe one or two. Do you think that's an op, a, a, a place where maybe you go for it? In that you situation, could, you, you could go for it, or we would have, you know, would have been a little, a uh, little more of a realistic field goal. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think we would have gone for a field goal there, but uh, you know, this is, uh, um, this is something that that we uh, we did a lot. When um, you talk about special teams, and we let Blake punt, uh, try to get the coverage down there, and didn't quite get it, but. Uh, you know, and uh, consequently, you you only gain what twelve yards or fourteen yards, something like that, mm -hmm. uh, on the punt. But uh, 
that was uh, that 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 there again was another great thing in special teams. You know, we we talked about uh, the Abilene Christian game the year before in the semifinals, and we went in that same thing, and and they they didn't cover our wide man. And so we, we, on fourth and eight at midfield, we were on a fake and complete the pass for a first down and well, <laughs> ended up winning the game. Well, that's know? what I was going to ask. Is that a check that you guys make? Yeah. I mean, yeah. since Blake can punt, and we've seen other, you know, Bear, you, we utilized him doing that. I think, um, you know, other, you know, Bearcat quarterbacks have, have been able to do that in the past. And they, maybe even Josh Lamberson, and I know he punted sometimes, but they might even had a different thing. I mean, is that something where you, if you know every once in a while, wow, they're not going to cover this guy. Then you know we're going to go for it. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a call. Now the, the uh, Blake doesn't make that call. <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> uh, we make that we make that call from the sideline. But uh, um, I remember specifically, like I said, in uh, I guess it was 2008, the uh, the game at Abilene Christian, uh, where we got a first down on that, and that was like fourth and eight or fourth and nine. Uh, and we had a couple others too, where people, usually people covered, uh, you know, but they still, most of the time they didn't put anybody back deep. And so, uh, you know, you, all you want to do is just kind of punch it downfield and let it, uh, let it roll. And, uh, hopefully, uh, you'll, uh, uh, you will you'll get, uh, get some good yardage out of it. And plus it takes the, uh, the return away. And I don't think we ever had one of those blocked, um, that I can recall anyway. So it's a, it's really a pretty safe thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't ever remember being one blocked out, you know, out of that, out of that formation or anything like that. So, so as this is going on, right, you know, they're trying to get down and go the the score. Obviously, we see the close up with the viewers. Would there, in, in a situation like this, is there are, are you and AD talking about potentially if they do score, what the offense is going to do? Um. We may have there. Uh, I'm not sure, uh, but yeah, normally that's what we would uh, we would be. But uh, my my focus has to be on what's going on on the field at this point, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, you know we may need to if something happens, we may to take we may need to take a quick timeout, and uh, you know technically the head coach has got to be the one that calls that timeout, and so uh, uh, you know you have to you have to be ready for everything. So. Uh, I, I just remember in this case, uh, as a head coach, what I'm doing is looking at the clock thinking, just run, yeah. <laughs> you know, keep the clock running. <laughs> what so, are your nerves like <laughs> in this well, situation? You, you know, uh, I, you, you just can't get too caught up in it. Um, my, my feeling is my feeling has always been, it's going to end up the way it's going to end up, uh, whether you're nervous or not. So there's no sense in really getting all balled up and, and your stomach getting all knotted up and all, and all that, because you're not, that's not going to change anything. Uh, to me, one of the biggest, one of the biggest things, and uh, I think I see in college football and I see in, 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 in professional football, even clock management and uh, timeouts, people are terrible at that. And I just think that, uh, you know, I, I, and I think that in our situation, uh, now you know, like the NFL teams, they have they have a guy. That's all he does. He sits in the booth and he he's in charge of that. But here, I mean, that's that's my job. And uh, I, you know, I don't, <laughs> I'm not bragging, but I think we've always uh, we've always done a good job of 
uh, you know, managing the clock. And, uh, you know, there's times when it didn't probably work out the way it was supposed to, but for the most part, we've done a pretty good job of managing the clock. And that's, so that's, that's what I'm thinking of here. I'm not worried about if they score or not. That's, you know, I may, we, I may have said to AD before, well, if they score, you know, here's what we got to do. Or if there's this much amount of time left and we're there, then we're going to try and move downfield. Otherwise we'll go we'll let it go over time, something like that. But uh, for the most part, I'm not thinking about what we're going to do in offense here. Right. <laughs> so. Well, and the other thing you see here too, is it starts raining, which I kind of forgot about until, until I'd rewatched this. And, and I believe they talk, I believe the announcers talk about where the wind is kind of in grand Valley's face, which if there's a break, you know, they've got to throw it. And, uh, and I, there's a kind of a big mistake by Icheck who, who didn't, who didn't make many. I mean, he's a, he's a pretty heady quarterback. He's a fifth year senior, I think here, but instead of throwing it away, he steps out of bounds and loses, loses several yards, but, but back to the weather. I mean, that's something that ends up kind of working out in your favor too. They've got to go, um, against the wind, which I think maybe there was a little bit more wind in the second half yeah. of this game and yeah. it starts raining. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little more of a, a little more of a factor there. So but that that ends up yeah being big instead of third and ten it's third and fifteen, and uh, with with him just stepping out of bounds and and you kind of see more of and here we go you know Coach Boswick being being uh, more aggressive oh Tyler Roach of all guys to almost get an interception <laughs> Tyler almost almost yeah. gets one and ends up being a big play because the the receivers there I mean that yeah. that could have very well been a, been a conversion. Well, I remember this play because we brought somebody off the edge. I'm not sure uh, I should have should know who it is, but uh, uh, you know, it's fourth and fifteen. Uh, so you're thinking, well, uh, my thought is we can be a little more conservative here. There's only 58 seconds left. Um, you know, they've got two timeouts left, but uh, Coach Boswick, he's he's going for it right here, and I I, I don't know if. Uh, I think we looped Chad around. Uh, yes, Chad, it was uh, Kilgore. Yep, he, he yeah, looped, exactly. Chad, he lo- loops around. Chad came around. He didn't get the sack, but he he forced the forced the guy to throw it. Uh, I should throw it quick and uh, uh, huge call in the game. Yeah. So. Oh, oh, absolutely. And he he had another big earlier on this same drive. He has a big play where he takes the quarterback down. He throws up. He ends up completing like a one yard pass to set up their third and one or something, yeah. but we, we didn't, uh, didn't talk about that one, but that was kind of a um, great play. And I think Chad was maybe just a sophomore here. I think maybe he had just started, maybe started this season. I don't think he that graduated until I'm, I'm 11. Sure. Um, you know, I, I can look here at my, I've got a roster, so I should be able to tell. Um, but uh, um, yeah, he was a sophomore, uh, but he was, Chad was a, he was a really good player. Yeah, and, one uh, of the great line, one of the great Bearcat linebackers, I think. Of, I well, think he's he, on the he, list. He, yeah, he could run so well. Uh, of course, we've had a lot of guys that could run, but he he was instinctive as well. Um, but here here he's going to come off the edge here. And that's the uh, thing. This three these three down linemen is some kind of a different look, but he ends up you know like here bringing a fourth with yeah. with Chad where. I think it's yeah. it's Sean Paddock yeah. ends up occupying two linemen right. and allows well, you, Chad you to come free. You had mentioned earlier about Sean taking that inside rush, and that's what we did there. And Chad was lined up inside, but looped around, and it's just a uh, a twist between your your defensive end and in this case your inside linebacker. 
and uh, you can see you can see where Chad's lined up. Chad did a really good job of selling this, uh, where he's lined up, and there's just no nobody's there. Nobody's going to pick him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the quarterback made a great play to you know to not get sacked, but uh, yeah. So looks like we uh, if we can hold on to the you know the victory formation here, it looks like uh, maybe we can uh, we can win a football game here. So. Uh, and and oh, again, I think one of the things that that we always saw with, with you, coach. You know, I talked about the emotions and thing. At least outwardly, what a great run too by Laron to get the first yeah. down and and ice the game. Is you never really seen even here? Hey, okay, calm down. You know, everybody, you're not. You know, you're well, you're in the like moment. Like I said, that's uh, <laughs> that's just the way I'm wired. I, I you know I um, I don't get to too emotional on victories, but, uh, I don't get too emotional on losses. You know I mean? It's just, it's, it's, it is what it is. And, uh, here, here's the best formation in football right here. Victory so, formation. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. They had two timeouts left, but I think Chuck decided to, to let her go and get her over with. So yeah, that was a relief, uh, a lot of fun. And, uh, there I'm telling Chuck, good luck at Notre Dame because mm-hmm. I know he's going to Notre Dame. So. Right. <laughs> well, and stoic yeah. is the word that I had down for you because obviously you're happy, you're smiling, but there's no Gatorade bath. Nice moment there between you and Rich. And, uh, you know, the, there's no Gatorade bath like we might sometimes see in those those situations. And, and there was uh, my granddaughter. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. From Mississippi, Stephanie. She, uh, Somehow she jumped down and got on the field. So. <laughs> so. Well, what, I mean, can you kind of remember that? I mean, was it elation? Was it some, a little bit of relief? Like at least in the moment, kind of what, it, what are you feeling? Well, I think, I think it's relief. There's no doubt about that. But like I said, more than anything else, I was just, I was so happy for our seniors um, <laughs> because it, you know, that, that wears on you. And, uh, I knew what it, I knew what it felt like for me. Uh, and I'm a, I'm an adult that's been coaching for at this point about 40 years or more. So I, you can't imagine what it's going to be like for, for those guys when they, you know, they're 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. And so for, for them to have gone through, you know, the, the guys that were redshirt seniors that were fifth year seniors for them to have gone through four losses in in Florence and now to win it and you can see they're uh, they're pretty happy well and, and you know I like to bring the fan perspective because that's me I'm a fan but you know from a fan perspective even somewhat from the coach from a coach or coaching staff you know from fans anyway we always say oh well there's always next year you know but for those seniors there's always seniors on the team and there is no next year for them so um, you know, so that's, I'm sure, you know, as, as we see lots of the, some of the great celebrations, it's, it's, uh, and, and Sean, yeah, Pelley, it's, it's, yeah. it's pretty special. No, it's, yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, like I said, I just, I just, I, I had more than anything else. I have so much respect for our teams each year, uh, that they were able to, you know, people say, well, you lost four years in a row, but for us to get back four years in a row or get back five years in a row. I think that says so much about the character of your team uh, because of the disappointment that you suffered the year before and the year before and the year before and the year before. And, uh, you know, and, and we'd be right back there uh, at it again. So uh, uh, 
I, I, you can talk about the 99 and 98 and all the other great teams, but, uh, for these guys, uh, this is a great team and that's a great, uh, uh, a great effort to, to, to get there and to finally get the win. Well, so, so just kind of overall looking at this, I mean, what is the legacy of the, not just those seniors, but of this, you know, 2009 team? I mean, is, is there, you know, is, is, are the things that kind of stand out to you about just the makeup of overall of this team? Well, I, you know, I, I think these, these guys, uh, they've, they've done a lot and, uh, they, you know, they, they had to overcome some adversity. I, you know, I, I mentioned, uh, uh, you know, the, the game at, uh, central Washington. I mean, that was a, that was a huge win. People don't understand how, you know, how tough that game was. That was a tough, tough football game. And for us to win there on the road, uh, that, that was a tremendous accomplishment. And, you know, uh, uh, I, I just, I can remember, uh, I can remember at halftime. I don't know if we were tied or, uh, I mean, it was a really close game and, uh, you know, our kids just, uh, they, they willed to win. And then, uh, you know, we blocked the extra point when should have been going into overtime. So, uh, uh, they, there was a lot of things about this team that, uh, in one respect, they were destined to win too. So. Well, pretty special. As I said, this this team and this year holds kind of a special place in my heart. And and coach, I sure appreciate you joining me and and kind of humoring me with trying this out. I I, I had I sure had a lot of fun. I hope everybody listening enjoyed it as well. And I, I sure appreciate you joining me on this uh, on this journey of, of this game. Well, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, those are those are great memories. But like I said, this this was a special a special group because of what, what they accomplished and, and how they persevered from, from year after year, uh, the, the emotional, uh, loss that you have and how you come back and, uh, be, get back to that championship game again. That that's pretty special. Hey, this is Sean Paddock, uh, former defensive line for the Bearcats. You're listening to Bleeding Green with Matt Daniel. Once a Bearcat, always a Bearcat. And welcome back here on Bleeding Green. And boy, I'm so excited. I'm just so excited. I was so excited for you to listen to this in the first place, to be honest with you, uh, you know, once I had this put together, which is a few weeks here before you're actually hearing me and listening to this, at least when it when it's being uploaded, was I, I was so excited. It was really difficult for me to, um, you know, I had to reach out to some of my friends who kind of knew I was putting this together and knew what this episode meant to me and, uh, and, and meant in the grand scheme of this podcast to me as well. So hopefully you've enjoyed it because quite honestly... I would love to do this at least again next off season with another game, um, you know, and it may be something I, I have to put, you know, we have to put up for a vote or, uh, or something like that. So, um, but the first step is I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, if you would love to hear another one at some point, which I'll be quite honest with you with, you know, all of the moving pieces and everything, it's, it's going to have to be an off season episode, quite frankly. But, um, you know, I, let me know. Let me know if you enjoyed it. You know, hit me up on on Twitter, on Facebook, 
you know, leave a comment on the Facebook page, um, Bleeding Green Podcast. My Twitter, of course, at FroDaddy84. And um, yeah, I, I truly hope that that you've uh, that you've really enjoyed it. You can also leave me a message or email me if, if you do that on BleedingGreenPodcast.com as well. In the podcast email, which quite frankly I don't give off, I don't give out all that often, is a bleedinggreen.bearcats at gmail.com. But if there is another one in the future, I hope there is. I, this is a lot of fun for me. I would love to do this. I uh, uh, I think some candidates would probably be the the '99 championship game, one of the greatest games of all time, let alone championship games. Um, you know, maybe the 2015 championship game. That was the first one I was there in person for. The first win, I should say, that I was there uh, in person for. So that one's uh, that one's pretty special to me, selfishly, of course. Uh, also, I think the 05 semifinal against North Alabama for the Road Dogs, to where they got to the championship. That's that would be another great game. That's another great game to do. Anyway, the first step is you enjoying this episode. I really hope you have this. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. This has been really special to me, and I, I'm just so excited to have it out here now and uh, have have you listen listen and watch along uh, with us as well. Spread the word, too. Share it on social media. Let people know. You know, direct them to my website as well. Any of that stuff, that would be great. And this is also the last kind of off-season episode of the podcast. Now, as you know, as we're into the, you know, I started a few weeks ago with the with Media Day uploading weekly. Next week will be my my 2022 season preview. We'll work in some MIAA and some other stuff. I know John Dykstra is going to join me. Quite honestly, we're uh, as of time that I'm recording here, we're a few weeks away, and so I don't know exactly what that's going to look like and what all that's going to entail. But we'll break down the roster. I hope to have uh, several guests and several interviews and things lined up. And then I have something special as well. The, the week before the game... Um, against Hayes because you know this podcast uploads on Thursdays. I want to give you plenty of time to listen. We'll completely break down the Fort Hayes State matchup and talk a little bit more about that. And then I'll have a special season opening episode that will uh, that will also be some different guests and things, different stories of season openers, maybe some memories of uh, you know games against Fort Hayes State and, and things that's um, that you can listen to on, on your way up to Maryville in the game and or really anytime. It'll be another one of those. It's not necessarily time sensitive that you can listen to anytime. I wanted to do that because I wanted to give give a, give you a week to listen to kind of that season preview opening uh, episode as we break down the, the Hayes game. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Bleeding Green, Beers, Burgers, and Bearcat Football. Thank you so much in sharing, um, sharing in this with me. This is awesome. I'm loving life. It's all good. I'm so excited for the 2022 season. I'm your host, Matt Daniel, and as always, go Bearcats. Bearcats.